Marvelites, welcome to episode number 33 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all news, information, and weird sounds. I am Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Hey y'all, this is Ben Morse, Marvel Associate Editor of uh, Marvel.com, just happy to be here. Hey y'all. Oh, uh, I'm also joined by a good close personal friend of mine. Hey guys, this is Blake Harris. What is that voice? I'm from Massachusetts. You sound like Borat. Spot on. It's spot on. Baked beans and cheese. Cheese? (laughs) It's not Wisconsin. Famous Boston cheese. Yeah, everyone knows cheese from Boston. Hey, we've also got uh, one of our interns today. Luck of the draw got us Anthony Chanza. Hello, everybody. Anthony, good to have you back. It's good to be back. Have you recovered from the drubbing you took last week? (laughs) Yes, I have. I'm actually sad I wasn't here for it. I listened to the first part of the podcast with uh, my wife on Friday. She just goes, why are you so mean to that kid? <laughs> and I go, you haven't met him. You don't understand. <laughs> and, I, and I felt bad for a sec. Yeah. And then it passed. Nice. <laughs> so if you're just joining us on This Week in Marvel, we're going to talk about all the new comics available this week. And then we're going to talk about video games and toys and movies and TV and all kinds of good stuff. Just run the gamut. Run the gamut. That's why it's everything Marvel. And then we're going to touch on your comments and questions. So if you want to send us comments and questions both about the podcast and about anything Marvel, tweet to us using the hashtag This Week in Marvel. And we'll... Touch on it next week or in a future podcast. Now, were you aware that last week we set a record on This Week in Marvel? It was our longest episode ever, as informed to me by Blake. Wow. Ten seconds under two hours. Yeah. Wow. Part of that, I'm sure, is because I was with Strami in yeah. L.A., and our sections were longer than usual. Yeah. But you guys probably were long-winded. We were long-winded. Oh, we intern needed- Anthony is, is <laughs> nodding no, well, surreptitiously I'm, behind yeah, you. Uh, no, I spoke a lot. And, you know, well, that's a that's a huge mistake. Yeah, exactly. Well, we didn't know that you guys were going to cover all the comics, so we covered all the comics. You definitely the knew that. I told you guys. No. I put it in the document. I definitely said, "Hey, sections will be put in for yes. comics." Yes, I have proof. Okay. Let's just blame Anthony again. Fine. Yeah. Anthony may have deleted that. You know what? Yeah, we're start. Actually. We're starting on an angry note. Yeah. Let's go right into the comics. Benjamin, kick us off. Grr. All right, we're going to start off with Amazing Spider-Man number 687, which was part six, the ultimate finale of Ends of the Earth. You know, I had to check a couple times as I was reading this book to make sure I wasn't reading like a graphic novel or something because it was so packed with stuff. It felt like it was about 90 pages long in a good way because that could be misinterpreted. This is literally everything you get in here. I'm going to try to cover it all. You get Spider-Man, Black Widow, and Silver Sable, and Mysterio, who is on their side against the mind-controlled Octobot, Avengers, and it's an awesome fight. You have Doc Ock using the Avengers to his ends and Spider-Man outwitting and figuring out how do you beat the most powerful heroes in the world, how can you exploit different stuff, and that in itself could be a whole issue. But then Spider-Man and Silver Sable storm Dr. Octopus's base. They have a battle with the Rhino. Along the way, Spider-Man kind of finds himself on his own, and then you have the ultimate Spider-Man versus Dr. Octopus battle, this whole thing, and really like the last year of spider-man stories been building up to it's a great clash both in terms of physical fight but also in terms of the emotional and philosophical differences it really encapsulates you know what these two characters why they've been going at it for decades so that's like three great stories all in one right there you have the huge 
high stakes of this entire storyline. And then the ending is, it's a hard hitting, that last panel, the last line, this is a great storyline from start to finish. The art by Stefano Caselli is magnificent. He is blowing it out all the way. He gets to draw all the Avengers. He gets to draw Spider-Man in his new costume. He draws a hideous Dr. Octopus. Great stuff with the Rhino. Just like the, the reveals that unfurl in here, we finally learn the Rhino's motivation for what's going on here, and it's so sad. Silver Sable gets probably the best role I've ever seen Silver Sable in. Just made me care about that character so much. Sans Wild Pack, too. Yeah, but there's Wild Pack references because she talks about the Sandman. Yeah. I, I love how Spider-Man takes out some of the Avengers. I love the interactions he has with the Avengers. I love the moments they get. I love the Horizon Labs guys get their moment in the sun. This is one of those books where I just got to praise Dan Slott so much because I could keep going and going and going. It's not one of those books where I'm spoiling every little bit. This is just a broad summary of everything that went in here, and I was blown away. Spider-Man is one of my favorite books to read month in and month out because it always feels like part of something bigger, part of something huge, and Dan Slott's just delivering on the grandest stage of them all. This was everything I wanted it to be. I was wondering if you get that. <laughs> As opposed to, what if I said the granddaddy of them all? That's Starcade. I was going to say Starcade. Damn it. Yeah. Ben, so, damn it. we got to go fast. We can't have yeah, this be yeah. two hours again. No. So, anyways, just a magnificent issue. My hat, Blake's hat, Anthony's wig, all off to Dan Slott, Savano Caselli, and the Spider-Man editorial offices, who just turned out another great multi-part... You have a problem with your chair, Blake? Just turned out another great multi-part epic. It seems like every month they're coming up with something great. The momentum just keeps going on Amazing Spider-Man. Awesome, yeah. awesome book. Yeah, I mean, you spoke to the story a lot, but Stefano Caselli, yeah, legit I didn't, I didn't superstar say, I didn't by the end of this. I enough about that. Just, and the whole art team, because there's a lot, like, a lot of it goes to how well it was colored and mm -hmm. inked and penciled, like, everything about it. I was reading, I read it last night. Man, that was yep. a... Gorgeous, gorgeous book. Stefano inked himself on that, but he had Frank Martin Jr. on colors. There you go. Even Joe Caramanga, my favorite letterer this yep. week, because I was going to say my favorite letterer, but I realized someone like Chris Heliopoulos would, you know, write in angry tweets or something like that. Yes. But I love Joe Caramanga. He's a great guy and also fantastic letterer. Yeah. Just top to bottom, just a example of how superhero comics should be done yep keep the spidey train rolling with the amazing spider-man movie tie-in issue number two now you've got a lot to live up to because blake summarized this issue oh yeah last week. i can only imagine what blake did sound effects wow did you sound effects. all right yeah. well it's written by Tom Cohen, who is, I believe, he's got a vice president title here at Marvel Studios. He's a producer. He works on all our licensed films, so all the Spider-Man, the X-Men, secret films I can't talk about, other stuff like that. So he works on all these films, and he's very in tune with what's going on. So it's really cool to see him writing the adaptation. It's not even an adaptation. It fits into the Amazing Spider-Man film, which comes out July 3rd, 2012. And it's really cool. This issue is very much about Gwen Stacy and about Spider-Man and him sort of fitting into this world and living up to some of the expectations he's built for himself and all these kinds of things. It's really cool. And it's a very good compliment to the film. I haven't seen the film. I actually haven't read the script yet. I think we see the film next week. Is that right? Yes. Next Monday? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. But I've heard good things. I really like Andrew Garfield. I think he's going to be a great Spider-Man. And you get a good sense of his character within this and the way it's going to be portrayed so i'm very psyched for that as far as movie tie-ins and adaptations go it's very good 
Moving on over to Earth's Mightiest Heroes, we've got Avengers number 27 and Avengers X-Men tie-in by Brian Michael Bendis, drawn by the legendary and fantastic Walter Simonson. This concludes the space team mission. Uh, as we know, Thor and a bunch of other characters went off into space to confront the Phoenix, and we've seen their adventure kind of expanded both here and in Secret Avengers. This is a two-pronged story as we have Protector, who betrayed the team last issue and stole a piece of the Phoenix to bring back to the Kree Empire. We have what ultimately happens with him in the Kree Empire. It's a big character-defining moment for him, and I think if you're a fan of the character, you obviously can't miss this issue. It really tugs at the heartstrings a little bit. So anyways, you get this stuff going on with the Protector. It's very heavy, and this changes his place in the Marvel Universe and kind of leaves him at a loose ends. But you've also got this fantastic space battle where... Thor is trying to prevent the Quinjet from basically flying into the sun. You've got Beast going crazy, yelling at Thor. Thor's putting all his power. And if there's one thing you want to see Walt Simonson draw, it's huge, over-the-top, epic Thor stuff where he's literally fighting the sun, yeah. and he does not disappoint. So two great stories in one issue. Art's fantastic. Bendis really cuts the heart of Protector and what's going on here. Excellent addition to the Avengers vs. X-Men ongoing story remind me what happened to captain marvel captain marvel marvel yeah like and, and, well, 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 x yeah where still is still going on okay. secret avengers we have not seen the storylines are a little dun, dun, dun. little skewed right now Very so cool. we're seeing the aftermath here even though we haven't seen the ending cool in avengers assemble number four we get real epic big thanos action mm -hmm. finally he the was, way you like it he was revealed Fully, completely, officially, last issue, I believe. Yep. And now we've got him basically doing his, like, haters gonna hate, I don't care, y'all can hit me and you're not gonna do anything to me sort of thing against the Avengers. He manipulates the team, which is a cool thing you don't really see a lot of mm -hmm. uh, when you think of Thanos. You know, he's super big, super powerful, and he's always got something gigantic powering him or, or using it. Yeah, but Thanos has got those ill-defined powers yeah, where yeah. kind of he's capable of a lot of stuff. We don't always see it. Yeah, so the manipulation that he does in this issue is really cool. And he basically tears the Avengers apart. Mm -hmm. it's, it's nasty and it's cool and he, you know, repowers his Zodiac crew. You find out about the Zodiac, who they are. You find out who one of them was. That yeah, was, that was yeah. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yep. And if you've been reading Brian Michael Bendis' Avengers stuff for years, it's a cool little touch. And then at the final page of the issue, we get a really cool reveal, which we won't spoil here, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, awesome hopefully you guys don't get spoiled on it, but we'll be talking about that in the coming weeks. And maybe we get some questions answered about it, too. But, yeah, fun stuff, especially if you like the Thanos or the Avengers. AVX versus number three. Holy crap, I love this book. <laughs> I just love watching characters fight. I love the caliber of creative teams we have on this. It's absolutely beautiful. The first fight we have in here, maybe my favorite pure fight of AVX to date, and it's Colossus against The Thing by Jeff Loeb. Ed McGinnis, Dexter Vines, Maury Hollowell, the team that did Red Hulk and so many other great books. And it's like, oh, this is just what Ed McGinnis was born to draw. It's just the art alone, just the small little panels he uses and every punch. Sometimes when I'm reading action scenes in comics, I got to confess that I, my eyes will glaze over a little bit because I want to get to the next piece of story. I want to get to the next piece of dialogue. My eyes were glued to every action that McGinnis drew here and Loeb gives him a great script to work off of. 
I know from speaking with him, he loves the thing, but he really got inside Colossus's head here. So that's fantastic. It's just super fun. And then the second story by Chris Yost, Terry and Rachel Dodson with Guru EFX is Black Widow against Magic. And when I first heard about this matchup, I was like, well, that's seems like a weird one. Black Widow's a spy. Magic's a sorceress. But they're both Russian. They're both girls who have had a terrible childhood. Yost does a great job drawing the comparisons between them, even though, you know, the difference in age, the difference in their roles, there are some similarities between them. They have a crazy fight that goes all over the moon. I should mention this issue takes place on the moon, as it does. You know, no big deal. But they're on the moon. They get shunted to limbo. They both bring out all their tricks. Black Widow's got all her weapons. Ileana's got her teleportation disc and also her soul sword. And it's just a brutal fight. I would actually say, even though the Thin Colossus fight is very hard-hitting, this one's actually more brutal. Terry Dodson just, you know, blows me away on that. He draws a great Black Widow. I've never really seen him portray magic before, but captures that perfectly. Captures all the darkness of what's going on with both of them. And there's a cool AR app in this where, like, most of Black Widow and Magic's lines are in Russian. So if you use the AR app, you can get the English translation. So that's a nice additional touch. Yeah, that's really cool. I love the concept of this book. And as much as I've loved the first two issues, this may have topped them both. I love this issue. Yep. Captain America number 13 by Ed Brubaker and Patch Zercher at this week with colors by Paul Mounts. Really cool. You've got Cap being total badass as well he should be and he's trying to protect these villains these you know dirtbags really from scourge and we've found out who scourge is there's a really depressing moment in this book where you get why the guy who is scourge is doing what he's doing and how things are playing out and it's such a bummer because it's it's a character we all love blake's a big fan big 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 fan huge huge we also get an appearance by Porcupine in here, so always love yeah, that. Support. He's out of costume, Yeah, I was going to say, he's out of costume. Yeah, but, you know, knowing that he's still he's got a place there. in the Marvel Universe makes yep. me happy. Elsewhere in Captain America's world this week, we got Captain America and Hawkeye, number 632, the conclusion of the first arc on this book by Colin Bunn and Alessandro Vitti. Uh, it's the big wrap-up to Cap and Hawkeye against dinosaurs and symbiotes. That should really be enough. Right there, you've got Stegron, you've got these shady crews behind the scenes that Colin Bunn is seeding to have a bigger role, and, you know, it's it's just a lot of crazy big fight stuff. You know, the way when Avengers have to fight dinosaurs, how do they take them down? Find out in this <laughs> issue, but it's some fun stuff. It's, it's real, like, escapism, goofiness in some parts, but really serious in other parts, and... Colin Bones Hawkeye is great. The way he ribs Captain America is great. And the art by Alessandro video is great, too. So check this one out. Yep. Deadpool, number 56, out this week by Daniel Way. Art by Sean Crystal and colors by John Rock. Awesome issue where last issue we had Deadpool getting his butt kicked by Pacepot Pete. Trapster. I know. He'll yeah. always be Pacepot Pete in my heart. What, from your childhood? Yeah, I guess. He's been the Trapster since, like, the 60s. Yeah, you know what? You've been the Trapster since the 60s. Shut up. So true. we've got uh, Deadpool <laughs> we've got Deadpool dealing with his loss and going to Taskmaster, which they've got this great relationship great that's been built over years. Yeah. And it's basically Deadpool wants to get his mojo back and needs to relearn how to be a badass assassin because he can't rely on not being killed anymore, because mm-hmm. he can be killed. And Taskmaster doesn't really know this yet, 
but he knows something's up and he twists and manipulates Deadpool a bit and then it's just really cool turn of events while seeing if Deadpool can survive, seeing Taskmaster take his little piece of the pie and then we get more Trapster action. I, lo- I really like this storyline. And I love pie. I ever know Blake does. Who doesn't mm-hmm. love pie? It's Cobbler though. What? Go back to that debate from a little while back. You got very upset. Yeah, how dare you? Love me some cobbler. Fantastic Four, number 607, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Giuseppe Camoncoli, who may be the hardest working man in comics. He's Totes. all over the place with Carl Kiesel as well. This issue has the return of Black Panther to Wakanda. The members of the Future Foundation, Mr. Fantastic, Invisible Woman, and the kids, some of the kids at least, Travel to Wakanda at the request of the Black Panther, who actually just requested that Reed come, but he brought the kids, which I like because there's some funny moments with them. Oh, yeah. And uh, particularly with Bentley's, Bentley. Yeah, his interaction Bentley with Bentley is a clone of who? The Wizard. The Wizard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Love, love, love that character. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. He has a great interaction with T'Challa here. We learn a little bit more about the history of Wakanda. We get to see Storm. We get to see Shuri. But... The heart of this is this is really the first part of a bigger storyline where Black Panther needs a favor from Reed Richards, and it leads to some ominous stuff. Uh, we're not quite sure what's going on, but some ancient prophecies are coming home to roost, and T'Challa's going to need some help with them. Also, they're having dinner and zombies attack. So, you know, a little, little bit of something for everyone. You got action, but you also got the big portending things. You also got comedy. So really well-balanced and... Yeah, there's a great line in there where Black Panther and Reed are talking and Panther T'Challa basically says, I only asked you to come because I think you're the only person who can keep up with what I'm talking about and what I'm doing, which is fantastic because Black Panther is ruler of a kingdom, Mm -hmm. you know, more or less. He is an Avenger. He's a badass fighter, but he's also one of the absolute smartest dudes on the planet. And And I love that stress on his character. And he's not lacking uh, confidence. As well, he should not be. There's also a great bit in that same exchange where Reed Richards assumes that he's been brought in because Black Panther basically got rid of all his vibranium during Doom War. And Reed thinks, oh, Wakanda's probably failing financially, so you need me to help you figure out how to get vibranium back. And Panther's just like, yeah, no, we, uh, we're we super rich still. We're fine. He's we're like, not stupid. Yeah, no, he's like, even though we don't have Vibranium, I've had plans going on for decades. He's like, I basically own most of the stock in the United States. Yeah. So You're yeah. welcome for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he says, you're, you're welcome. welcome for that. It's so great. This is great Black Panther stuff. Yeah, my two favorite Black Panther writers, I think, are Hickman becoming and Jason Aaron. Those yeah. are really terrific. Anyway, now over to Halo Fall of Reach Invasion number four by writer Brian Reed with art by Felix Ruiz and Val Staples. I'm a huge Halo fan. Really, really, really love this series because it is the direct prequel story to the first Halo game, Halo Combat Evolved, and ties the events from you know what you know from the Reach story and the Reach video game to that first Halo game and what happens, how Master Chief gets onto the Pillar of Autumn and all these different things. It's a huge bummer because you have all these characters that may not make it, all these big things. The humans have problems. The Covenant are just nasty jerks. Lots of crazy stuff. We always talk about Brian Reed, how great he is, and him now working with 343 Studios, the makers of the upcoming Halo 4. So it's really cool. Little tidbits here that I didn't get to talk about last week. At E3, I got to play Halo 4 a bunch. 
and it's super duper fun. I'm very excited by that. I talked to David Ellis, who's one of the directors for the game, and who worked with Brian closely, and I had him before E3 give Brian a high five for us, just because we know Brian, we don't get to see him very often. They're doing really cool work with the Halo games and, you know, knowing that everything is so tied together and they are really good shepherds of the lore and the property is, is very good. It's very heartening to me. So, yeah, if you like Halo at all, you've got to read this issue. Speaking of Jason Aaron, as you were two entries ago at the end of the Black Panther thing. Right, Save yes. that one. Good, We've got good. part two of Stay Angry over at Incredible Hulk number nine, written by Mr. Aaron with art by... Pasquale Ferry. I remember one of our listeners uh, a couple weeks ago asked where he was at, so here's where he is. He's on Incredible Hulk number nine. I love the concept of Stay Angry, which is that every issue, Bruce Banner, crazy Bruce Banner, who's now living inside the Hulk's head, does something, and the Hulk just wakes up at the beginning of the issue in some terrible situation. In this case, he is under the ocean with a bunch of, I don't know if they're rogue or if they're just like displaced Atlanteans. They're definitely not affiliated with Namor because he tries to find Namor and Namor's nowhere to be found. Hulk wakes up. He has got a magical stone embedded into his chest. And the doctor who put it there basically said, yeah, Bruce Banner told me to put it there. And now you have to help me or I'm never taking this thing out. And you've got these crazy Atlantean pirate warrior guys. Basically, I'll cut to the quick. They're, they're like the local town drunkards. They have this thing called Black Mash, and they drink it, and they get belligerent and crazy. Like, you had Black Mash growing up a lot, right? As children, we drink Black Mash. Yes, right. Thought so, so, similar to that, part of your Atlantean upbringing. So, they get pissed off, they get belligerent, and they ride around on giant squids, and Hulk has to fight them. He has to fight these drunken fish people who are riding around on drunken, uh, not on drunken squids, on giant squids. They might be drunk. I don't know. Blake might know. But it's just so much fun, man. It's just Hulk punching squids in the face. This female scientist kind of playing games with Hulk. And he's so pissed off, which is good because he needs to stay angry, but he's so annoyed at Banner. And I love this switch in dynamic where it used to be Banner always being like, oh, Hulk, you're ruining my life. And now it's like Hulk's going like, freaking Banner, dropping me at the bottom of the ocean, putting me in Mexico with drug lords and Punisher. So... It was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see the next chapter to see what they do next. Yep. Yeah, it was really good. Passable Fairies Art, and that was crazy. There's one scene of Atlantis, like the city, mm-hmm. or where they are, which was just incredible. So good. All right, uh, Marvel Zombies Destroyed, number three, written by Peter David, with art by Al Baranuevo and Rick Magyar, with colors by Gary Henderson. Before, you know what? First, I want to talk about Mike Del Mundo's covers mm-hmm. on this series, because they've been phenomenal yeah he has very unique covers just the way he does colors and stuff like that really great covers but like he has a touch of humor to them i mean it's awful zombies in this case asgardian zombies against a duck and an old world war ii shield agent and a bowler hat and with a great mustache wait let me consult with this week in marvel hat expert anthony chanza does dum dum dugan wear a bowler hat you're right it's a bowler thank you (laughs) all right Riveting. Yeah. <laughs> Enchanting. This is the dwindling squad of the Ducky Dozen battling the zombie Valkyries. It's terrifying. There are eyeballs eaten. I'm trying to think if there's a word that we could combine them, like Zomkries. Zomkries? Yeah. Valkzoms? 
I like Zomkreese. Zomkreese. Yeah. yeah, it's gross. It's Peter David writing it, so it's uh, got a lot of fun, humorous yeah. moments. It's punchier than I would have expected for a book like this, yeah. but it, it works really well, and there's also awful, awful, disgusting things happening, and a cool reveal at the end of the issue of who may be able to help the dwindling yes. cadre of humans. The unlikeliest of allies. Dun, dun, dun. Mighty Thor, number 15, by Matt Fraction, Pepe Larraz, and Frank Diarmada. We pick up with Thor and his dwarven allies still stuck in this expanding dream nightmare realm that's being created by these horrible monsters. And now, to make things worse, Thor has to fight his ultimate nightmare, this desecrated corpse version of his father, Odin, who just keeps coming after him yelling my boy and thor just keeps hitting him with his hammer the dwarves trying to figure something out the goth kid from last issue jeff fisher comes in we didn't really know how he was going to come into play he gets sucked into the nightmare and now he is kind of manipulating the dream while thor's busy doing the fight so that adds an interesting wrinkle meanwhile we've got stuff going on with the enchantress and blake's favorite character don blake you remember don blake from last week why are you glaring at anthony there's a mire in his wig. I didn't know. It's it very. Like... It's called a toupee, to be polite. But just a rock'em sock'em issue with Thor, with a lot of punching and craziness still to come. In Scarlet Spider number six, this is the final issue <gasps> drawn by Ryan Stegman. We'll miss you, Stegs. We will miss old Steggies. Yeah, uh, Blake's ri- new friend. Written by Chris Yost, color art by Edgar Delgado. They've been a great team, Yost and Stegman and crew. And in this one, it ends really well. Before we go any further, there's some great dialogue between Kane and Arsley. Arsley. You said Kane. I just pictured WWE Kane. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he he takes off his mask. Yeah. And, no, we've got Kane and Arsley and just really funny stuff. Yeah, Yost she's, nails she's it here. Very funny. You know, Stegman does a great job of making just you know a couple pages of people talking yeah. look really exciting and really fun the two of them together do a great job with that you, know, you really got to appreciate the yost along with stegman the uh, the test they've kind of picked up of um, spider-man has always had a fantastic supporting cast yeah and they were determined to give kane his own you know supporting casts kind of come and go in comics these days some books have big supporting casts some they're just like interchangeable they've done a great job just in you know very few issues of building up a really memorable and fun and relatable supporting cast for yeah. Scarlet Spider. Yeah. Throughout the most of the issue, Kane is not in the Scarlet Spider costume. Right. And there's one part where well they have Kane getting a big tattoo on his arm. Yep. Which I think is a mean thing to do to the future artists who are coming onto the book because they're always going to have to look at his arms in this it's issue. Probably what Stegman yeah, did that. Stegman knows. Wow. I didn't even think of that. Little rib. So Koi Fom, if, if he draws Kane without sleeves on his face. And. Face, Kane's in Houston, so it's not like he's in a cold weather environment where yeah. he's wearing a lot of long sleeve shirts and stuff. Everyone in Houston yeah. wears sleeveless t-shirts. Exactly. It's, it's a rule. So he's going to have to deal with that. Stegman, you monster. Cad. <laughs> yeah. We get some cool stuff. There's four epilogues to this issue. Yeah. Which, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It sets up a whole bunch of stories. Also, the Cravens. Yeah. Nasty, crazy people. Kane and... Craven's daughter get into a fight at a concert. Yeah. Like a rock concert. Yeah. In a church. Yeah. What more do you need? Yeah. You know? It's but, terrific. Uh, and I like that Kane hates being called Scarlet Spider. Yeah. Both for funny reasons, but also for deeper reasons that tie back to Ben Riley. 
Yep. And you get a little bit of that in here. There was a cool thing. Another tip to Ben Riley. Yeah, a lot of Ben Riley. But I like that. It doesn't step on the past. It embraces Mm -hmm. what was before and ties it into what we're doing right now. Okay, we've been waiting a long time, and it's finally here. Spider-Man number one, the big crossover event between Peter Parker from the Marvel Universe, Miles Morales from the Ultimate Comics Universe, written by Brian Michael Bendis, drawn by Sarah Pacelli, art by Justin Ponzer, and this issue, we kind of get off to things with a simmer. It's very much a Peter Parker issue. He's kind of doing his his ode to New York in the narration, just having a typical Peter Parker Spider-Man night, stopping some bank robbers, Bendis, you can tell he loves writing Peter Parker, all kinds of Peter Parker, and enjoys it here. But Simon's a bank robbers, and then he comes across Mysterio. But which Mysterio? And there's kind of some intrigue there. One thing comes to another. There's a great fight between Spider-Man and Mysterio, but I'm not spoiling anything really to say. By the end of this issue, Peter Parker finds himself in the Ultimate Universe, and, you know, a lot of us, we've been waiting a decade for this to happen, over a decade for this to happen, and just his first few interactions with people and how they receive him and how he reacts are great. They're classic. Bendis has obviously thought about this, and he's very clever about it. Miles Morales doesn't really show up till towards the end of the issue, so there's a lot still to come, but this is a fun setup for what you can tell is going to be a really enjoyable story. And the art, man, Sarah Pacelli gets better by the month, by the week, by the day, by the minute. And she does a fantastic job here. She gets to shine on, you know, adult Peter Parker Spider-Man. She's never gotten a draw. And her take on Mysterio is fantastic. Take on the action's great. Just the way she has characters move across the page, swinging webs, you know, moving from bit to bit, fighting. It's really, really beautiful stuff. So definitely pick up Spider-Man number one. It's going to put you in on the ground floor for what's going to be a really fun series. And you really don't have to worry about knowing too much about either character. Get to meet them both here. Get to understand the situation. And I think you guys will really enjoy Spider-Man. I was going to use my usual segue of elsewhere in the Ultimate Comics universe. Because I guess tech, by the end of this issue, they are in the Ultimate Comics universe. But yes. we have Ultimate Comics X-Men number 13. The first issue by new writer Brian Wood. Still drawn by Paco Medina. And this is a transition issue where a lot of stuff Nick Spencer was working on in his first 12 issues of this book is still touched on, still continued, but it's moving to its logical next step. Sentinels have taken over the Southwest United States. Kitty Pride, who has an awesome breakout issue here, has had enough, and rather than sit in the Morlock tunnels, even though that's fun, she tells her team, it's time for us to get out there and do something about it. First of all, she hits New York, and she takes action. She gets a new costume. She declares she's not the Shroud anymore. She's not Shadow Cat. She's Kitty Pride, and she's going to get things done. I loved Kitty Pride in this issue. It really made me appreciate the character all over again. The ultimate take on Kitty Pride is so cool because she's a leader. She is very aggressive. She is someone who does not sit and take anything. The situation for mutants in the Ultimate Comics universe right now could not be worse, and... I love that this team has said, you know what, we're going to get off our butts and we're going to do something about it. And this is the setup of a bold new era of Ultimate Comics X-Men leading into the Divide We Fall crossover. And I'm excited to see it, man. Brian Wood got me really pumped for Ultimate Comics X-Men. It's it's been a fun book to date, but he just reinvented it and made it his own. Without, I, I should emphasize again, keeps everything going from Nick Spencer's run, touches on a lot of his points, right down to the line from the very first issue where... Kitty Pride said, you know, this is the story of how I became the most wanted terrorist in the world. And 
that's referred to right in here. And very excited to see where Brian Wood goes with this. Yeah, I also think Paco really stepped up his art. Like, he's always good, but, man, it was just something about it clicked really, really well. And he was really tight. I think that was the thing. It was felt really tight, really taught, really great art. Anyway. Taught. I like taught. when you use the word taught. taught. I should use it more. You should. Uncanny X-Force number 26, written by Rick Remender, art by Phil Noto and Dean White. I mean, come on. What is this? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. Uh, you've got the X-Force crew just getting their butts kicked again, and this time you've got the... In some horrible ways. Like, horrible, terrible ways. They've their butts ways. kicked a lot of times, but... I think the specific ways... I'm thinking back... Wolverine has had a rough go of it in this series. I'm thinking back to the fight during Dark Angel Saga, where he was just getting like torn apart into yep. different bits. This, Deadpool had no head for... Or he had no body for a little while. Yeah. But this in, is worse. In this, you've got the Omega Clan just beating up on Deadpool, Wolverine, and Nightcrawler. Deadpool has a great moment where he's building a robot to fight the uh, Omega Clan. Oh, it's, it's so, so great, funny. He gets to customize it. Yeah, he's just having a grand time. There's an amazing Arrested Development reference in this issue, which I almost made today's yep. panel of the day, but I didn't. If you're not following the Marvel Tumblr, it is marvelentertainment.tumblr.com. Every day we pick a panel to spotlight. That was a tough call. That yeah, was a tough call. You to uh, you've got that. To help out with that. You've got Phantom X's weird, weird party. His mm-hmm. like sort of eyes wide shut meets yeah. mod meets yep. just weird perversion party. It's like which a Blake Garris weekend. It's totally great. And then he has some relations with someone in this issue. There's Things some, are not what they seem. No. You get a hint at who is maybe masterminding all this? There's a big villainous group coming back in the page. It's not just the Omega Clan. They're just the tip of the iceberg. We know where it's going, and I'm really excited, and I know who's behind it all. Yeah. It's going to be a really, really cool reveal for everybody. Yeah, but you've got the Shadow King. Mm-hmm. Oh, love Shadow King mm-hmm. with his little fez. Yeah. Big fat sh- guy with a, a yeah. fez. He's been drawn many that. ways. He should only be drawn that way. Yeah, and, and then when you see his like actual yeah. form and it's this big giant yeah, monster. Yeah, a big blue guy, but you should always have the guy with the little fez. Fez. Yeah. Nasty. It's just lots of really awful cool stuff. I saw Rick Remender last Friday, and he's so nice and you know fun in person yeah. that he just... Writes the worst things to worst. everyone. Good in quality. Worse. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's character. a he's a great writer. He's one clarify. of my favorites right now. Yeah. But he is just a nasty human being. It's worth noting that Deadpool probably could have spared Wolverine and Nightcrawler a lot of suffering if he hadn't really dug into the depths of how much he wanted to customize. his That's robot, Deadpool. He's, but he got sidetracked. Wouldn't have it any other way. But he also saved them. He does save by them. building his awesome robot. His robot's great. Yeah. All right. Also this week, Untold Tales of Punisher Max number one. Say that three times. Please. Yeah, by novelist Jason Starr. It's not Justin Starr. That was me. Not, that was me. Not, I can't even blame mm, Anthony for that. Mm. I had I filled the creative teams in this morning because yeah. Anthony doesn't. So wow, I, uh, I did it myself. Let's lock it up, guys. And art by. Can I ask you not to film it. Yes. All right, it's because I asked him not oh. to do it. Uh, with art by Roland Boshi, the Punisher Max series is its a different Punisher than we know in the Marvel Universe. He's older. He's kind of more hardcore and awful and dangerous and scary. Yeah. So it's a cool story that just hasn't been told before about you know a, a bookie and someone who likes to play the ponies, and they're dealing with the Punisher. Great story. I read it on the plane coming back from... Do people still say like to play the ponies? 
Uh, yeah, okay. people being me. All right, that's fine. Yeah. Well, that's very taut. Yes. <laughs> All right, X-Men number 30. Another Brian Wood special. Yeah. He joins X-Men as the writer. He's for... actually the first person to ever write Ultimate X-Men and X-Men at the same time. Nice. Yeah. Kudos, Brian. Uh, with art by Agent M fan favorite David Lopez. I don't know if that makes sense, but yes, David Lopez taken on art with inks by Alvaro Lopez and Rochelle Rosenberg. Great, great team all around. Again, we're getting some really cool pixie stuff in here. She is a great, one of the lead characters in this. And the team, you've got Colossus, you've got Psylocke, you've got Domino and Storm. Look at that. It's a great storm issue. It's a great storm issue, but four ladies on this team. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool female-centric book. I mean, Colossus has great moments, but I think Storm and Pixie really stand out in how awesome they get to be in this issue. And some really cool interactions between all the characters. Setting up a bigger story with some stuff that's going on and Storm maybe not trusting Cyclops so much with some I, things. I, I like seeing Storm get to kind of break out on her own here. We always often forget, yeah. you know, she was leader of the X-Men for years. They she had that great yeah. fight issue back in the day. Oh, yeah. But she has very strong opinions and yeah. they certainly come out here. Yeah, and David Lopez, I mean, best in the world. Best in the world. What more can you say? That's it. Finishing up with X-Men Legacy number 268, our final AVX tie-in of the week, written by Christos Gage. Welcoming back David Baldion on art. This is a frenzy focus issue. That was really cool. Yeah, this is a very neat standalone, not standalone, because it's tie-in to AVX, but in ways it is standalone. It's really frenzy as part of, you know, if you've been following AVX, you know that the X-Men have been given the power of the Phoenix, and they are using it to try to clean up our world. One of those things is sending Frenzy to Africa to try to deal with a harsh military regime. In the process, she meets some refugees who remind her a bit of herself, one in particular. And we get to learn about Frenzy's past, even as she's kind of learning to help these humans. Because she's not a member of the X-Men who's really in it for the mutant human equality stuff. She does not like humans. So it's an interesting tale as she learns something and we learn something about her. So... Hats off to uh, Christos Gage and David Baldion, going back to the hats off analogy used way back at the beginning. Full circle. Hats off. And that brings us to the end of this week's new comics, all of which are also available on Marvel Comics app, I believe with the exception of Untold Tales of Punisher and Halo. Correct. But everything else you can get on the Marvel Comics app. And also, this week, most of the books we know now come with free digital coupons. The books that are three ninety nine or above come with the free digital download. Yes. Which is awesome. Yes. I think we should start our twim with Blake Garris. Switch things up. Blake, what are you most excited to read once you get some free time for your busy gonna, schedule? I was going to say AVX because of Jeff Loeb, but Ryan Segman and I are like best friends now. Right. Right. So. Understood. Scarlet Spider. So basically it's totally about who you know when it comes to you. All right, he's like Peter Scolari, and I'm Tom Hanks. There you go, everyone. I Topical. would pay, I would pay Topical. good money for a bosom buddies so show with the two Hold of you. Hold on, you're Tom Hanks, so you're gonna be the I, more successful one of the no, two. No, at the time, yeah, Peter Scolari was more successful. So in ten years, Blake Garris could be riding high while Ryan Stegman is, you know, doing random autographs. You're gonna be doing bucks. Joe versus the volcano, yeah. and he's not. Poor, poor Ryan Stegman. The TV series of shrinking families. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. I never thought I'd say this, but let's move on to Anthony Chanza. 
out of the books I've read this week, I'm going to go with X-Men Legacy. It's All a right. really heartfelt story, and it makes you want to care for Frenzy a lot more. Good choice, Anthony. Very good. good choice. What about you, Agent M? I'm torn between Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and maybe Uncanny X-Force. Hmm. Oh, no. There's a lot this week. You want, you want to come back to you? Or well, are you just going to leave it at three? you got? It's a two-horse race. There was a lot of stuff. Everything you mentioned was good. Everything both of you guys mentioned was good. For me, it was a two-horse race between AVX Versus and Amazing Spider-Man. AVX Versus blew my mind with the art and the fights and everything else. But like I said, Amazing Spider-Man was kind of the prototype issue for me of just how you can pack everything and the kitchen sink and another kitchen sink into a comic. So Amazing Spider-Man for me this week. All the kitchen sinks. Mm. All right, so that is the uh, Marvel Print Comics on sale. We mentioned that all with the exception of two are available on the Marvel Comics app, but also on the Marvel Comics app this week are issues one through three of Claws, so that entire limited series from 2006, issues 111 through 115 of Daredevil, the 1998 volume, all four issues of Iron Man Noir, Five issues of Uncanny X-Men. Was Iron Man Noir written by... That was written by This Week in Marvel listener... Scott, Scott Snyder. Snyder. Right, right. Who, I was going to say called in, wrote into the AVX podcast. Right, right. Not too long ago. So good to see some of his past work being published. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully hope, he'll hope, get back on his feet and come see, back to us. Hope to see him back someday. Uncanny X-Men issues number 530 through 534. All six issues of War of Kings, as well as the War of Kings Who Will Rule one-shot, and the first five issues of X-Men Forever. All right. Before we go to all the collections in print, let's talk about the digital collections available on the app this week. We've got New Avengers, Volume 10, Power, Spider-Man, Death and Dating, Spider-Man, Election Day, Spider-Man, One More Day, Thunderbolts by Warren Ellis, Volume 2, and X-Men, Days of Future Past. X-Men, Days of Future Past. Yeah. It's a classic. Legit. Yeah, you need to read that. Yes. And then collections available in print this week, thanks to Max Beckman for the list. We've got a bunch. We've got Avenging Spider-Man, My Friends Can Beat Up Your Friends, hardcover. Battle Scars, trade paperback. Carnage, USA, hardcover. Cloak and Dagger, Crime and Punishment, hardcover. Daredevil by Mark Wade, volume 2, hardcover. Dark Tower, The Gunslinger, The Waystation, hardcover. Deathlock, The Living Nightmare of Michael Collins, hardcover. Essential Spider-Man, Volume 11. Marvel Masterworks, Marvel Team-Up, Volume 2, Hardcover. Marvel Universe Avengers, Spider-Man and the Avengers Digest. Spider-Man Graphic Novels, Hardcover. Yes, that is uh, collecting some things we were originally presenting graphic novels, including this week in Marvel favorite, Spider-Man Hookie. Awesome. other things along those yes, lines. Yes, I thought so. All right. Spider-Man Perceptions, hardcover. That is the second arc of the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man series, so that is the follow-up to Torment. And Wendigo, that's mm-hmm. an awesome story. Yep. Does it have issue 13 in it? Not, Which issue 13 had black Wendigo. suit Spider-Man, it's Morbius, and it's got yeah. the coat. So good. I don't know how far I know it has the Wolverine Wendigo stuff. <sighs> good stuff. All right, anyway, Spider-Man Spider-Hunt trade paperback. Ultimate Comic Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis, volume 2, hardcover. And Ultimate Spider-Man Omnibus Volume 1. It's got the first, I believe, 34 issues of the original Ultimate Spider-Man series. And I know Max Beckman was stumping hard for that as his Twim of the Week. Hard to argue. Hard, yeah, hard to It's just one of the best series ever. I gotta say, though, I'm very curious because I've never read it to read uh, Dwayne McDuffie's Deathlock, The Living Nightmare of Michael Collins. So I definitely want to try to 
track that down and check it out. Yeah. Daredevil by Mark Wade, Volume 2, is also must-have. Anything catch your eye, Blake? Anything written by your friends? Not, no, not this time. Spider-Man looks enticing, but I gotta go with the Daredevil as well. Yeah. Anthony? I'm a huge fan of Stephen King, so Dark Tower, The Gunslinger. All right. Oh, he's my friend. Yeah, you're you guys tight. Are, you guys are good buddies. You and King? Mm-hmm. Good. Garrison King. Yeah. King and Gareth. Oh. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you're letting him have top billing this time. Moving the heck along, as we always say, Marvel Comics app's a great way to get Marvel Digital Comics, as is the Digital Comics shop. But we've also got Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited and new to Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited this week as we continue to flush out some of the older titles as well as the new. Issues number 116 through 120 of Amazing Spider-Man. Issues number 106 through 109 plus 111 of Avengers. Issues number 158 through... Oh, I'm sorry. Issues number 157 through 161 of X-Men, the 1991 series. What happened there, Anthony? It's like that because 157 is the free book for that day. Oh, okay. But you should have corrected it in here. I'm just saying, you know, not to tell you how to do your job, but uh, you can, you can knows, tell him how to do his job. God knows Done. someone has to. Also, Thor, issues number 188 through 192. And finally, we will have Fantastic Four, issues number 136 through 140. Max Malint. All right, what do we got next? So let's go right into new stuff, new games, new movies. I'll kick it off first. Bunch of toys. And new fun stuff released this week from our friends at Diamond Select. They have Amazing Spider-Man, Marvel Select, Spider-Man, and Lizard figures out this week. Those are pretty cool. And the Lizard is super creepy, and I like the textures on the Spider-Man figure. It's very cool. And then a bunch of Marvel Minimates. Blake, why don't you talk about those? We have Spidey Scent Spider-Man with a Punisher. What's the difference between Spider-Man and Spidey Scent Spider-Man, Blake? Spidey Scent Spider-Man has his... Spider sense like a little sun halo thing over yeah. him. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You're trying to describe it with your hands, but they can't see that. They, got they can feel it, though. I don't think so. Yeah, they can. Okay. I trust you guys and ladies. All right, Daredevil with Kingpin's another one. Mirage and Magma, as well as Boom Boom with Richter. And I got to say, Mark saw these, and he would not stop talking about Boom Boom and Richter. I'm pretty excited about Boom Boom and Richter myself. The Boom Boom is terrific. Yeah. What costume is it? It's the pink one. Nice. Yeah, it's really... And what Richter costume? Uh, the green one with the scarf. Oh, the scarf and the giant X on his shirt? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Pretty great. All right, let's kick it over to Strami for more games, movies, and TV. Hello there, This Week in Marvel listeners. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Mark Strom coming to you from Los Angeles, which happens to be a little hazy, crazy today, a little overcast, bit chilly, but still nice. And I, of course, am here to bring you all the latest in, you know, Marvel TV and games and all that jazz in this week. So first up in TV, this Sunday, of course, is Father's Day. So I want to preface all this by giving a huge Happy Father's Day to all the fathers listening to this. 
But we're celebrating the day on Disney XD inside the Marvel Universe with the Ultimate Father's Day Marathon, which is three straight hours of Ultimate Spider-Man, all kicking off with an extremely hilarious all-new episode entitled Freaky, which guest stars Wolverine. And if you remember the two-part story that Bendis and Bagley, Brian Bendis and Mark Bagley did on Ultimate Spider-Man, I believe in Ultimate Spider-Man issues 66 and 67, in which Spider-Man and Wolverine switch minds. Yeah, they adapted that into an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon, and it's epic and it's hilarious, and I strongly suggest you check it out. Spider-Man in Wolverine's body stabs himself no less than three times, I believe, over the course of the episode. It's really funny. I believe we actually showed it at a convention a little while ago, maybe C2E2, because I believe I wasn't there. Got a really great reaction from the crowd. So yeah, you can check out Three Straight Hours, starring at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. And of course, that new episode of Ultimate Spider-Man will be followed by five more episodes. And for more Father's Day goodness, you can go to marvelkids.com backslash dads. And we've built up this page on marvelkids.com. There's more info. It's got, you know, some previews of the marathon, a clip from the new episode, guest starring Wolverine. It's got some brunch ideas for you and your dad to make together, or if I'm speaking to the dad, for you and your daughter slash son to make together and you can check out some activities that you guys can do uh, you can make a Spider-Man mask you can make a Captain America shield a bunch of really great stuff we've also got some uh, coloring pages on there some other activities it's really great so head over to marvelkids.com backslash dads and enjoy and in other TV news, we have the new episode of Iron Man Armored Adventures next Wednesday. Of course, I always mention next week's Iron Man Armored Adventures on this week in Marvel because it actually airs on Wednesdays, the day before the podcast goes up. So, giving you a heads up, there's a new episode coming out next Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. on Nicktoons. It is entitled The Hammer Falls, and if you watched last night's episode, you learned that Howard Stark is still alive, and he has been reunited with his son, Tony, and now the two of them set out to basically regain control of the company, of the Stark company, from Justin Hammer, and as you can imagine, Justin Hammer is not a huge fan of the idea, so basically they have to run around, they have to discredit him, they track down some of the high-tech cronies like Blizzard, who Hammer has previously hired or outfitted, trying to get them to confess to Hammer's involvement and everything. 
You'll have to see what all happens. Watch it to see what all happens. But yeah, it should be another great episode as uh, we sort of head into the home stretch of the second season of that series. Also this week in games, beginning today, Thursday, June 14th, is the Marvel Superhero Takeover of Disney's Club Penguin. And if you head over to Disney Club Penguin now, you can get special suits designed after Marvel superheroes such as Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow. Uh, You can dress up as Nick Fury. You can even dress up as some villains, including Loki, Venom. Of course, you can also dress up as the hero Spider-Man. Nova, I believe, even more, will be debuting, or rather not debuting, but showing off all of the costumes in the next couple weeks. This special Marvel superhero takeover of Club Penguin runs from today, June 14th, up until July 3rd, I believe. So, if you're a parent, take your kids, head on over to Club Penguin online, of course. I believe the web address is www.clubpenguin.com backslash Marvel. You can head over there, get in on some Marvel action on Club Penguin Island be great fun for you and your kids to enjoy. And in more games news, Superhero Squad Online, you can now play as Hulk. Of course, you could always play as Hulk, but now you can play as Avengers Movie Hulk. We'll have a new character vignette up today showcasing the new playable character. Yeah, he, he much more resembles his movie counterparts. Great fun. You know, you can also play as Iron Man and Thor from the Avengers movie. So, you know, you can start to assemble your own lineup of Avengers movies characters. That, of course, is at www.heroup.com. Superior Squad Online, free to play. It's awesome. It's incredible. I always say that, but, you know, I just really dig it. It's a lot of fun. With that... I suppose we'll move on, and I will send you back to Ryan and Ben and that whole crew of hooligans. Well, not really hooligans. Let's call them wise men. Let's jump from hooligans to wise men. Yes, yes. So, I send you back to the wise men, and I will be back with you shortly. Thank you, Stromulus. And let's go right into Marvel news for this week. Ben, kick hey, it off. Hey, we got a lot of big comic news this week on Marvel.com. Big one right off the bat is that the Civil War prose novel is available on the Nook. So that's another way for you to check that awesome book by Stuart Moore out. It's Hulk week on Marvel.com. We're celebrating 50 years of the Hulk, and we've done a number of Q&As with current folks involved with the Hulk, including editor Mark Paniccia, writers Jeff Parker and Fred Van Lente, and artist Dale Eaglesham. We put up our additional This Week in Marvel mini-podcast earlier this week, which had myself, Blake, and Jana O'Shea speaking with Sam Humphreys, writer of Ultimate Comics Ultimates, about divided we fall and we also had a first look at the cover for avengers vs x-men number 11 which is trouble in uh phoenix five land as i like to call it that's my subtitle is that it yeah because emma frost and cyclops don't be looking to get along 
We had a Wolverine live blog. Sing last more, week. sing more. We had a Wolverine live blog last week where Jeff Loeb and Simone Bianche, the delightful Simone Bianche, and delightful Jeff Loeb. It was as well, great. Stopped by to chat about their Sabretooth Reborn arc in Wolverine. You can catch the replay of that. We asked the question, who is Alpha? And that's about all we can say about that. But there's a teaser of Alpha. Who, what, what's it going to be? Something's happening in Amazing Spider-Man this summer. We had another Fightin' Fanboys, one of our favorites, WWE's Cody Rhodes, special for Father's Day. He's talked about his relationship with the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, his daddy. Yeah, daddy-o. <laughs> hey, baby. Terrible. I know. Uh, <laughs> but also... Talk about Executioner song. Yeah, that was awesome. Cody Rhodes is a big Executioner song fan. That got the wheels turning. 20th anniversary, 20th anniversary kids. this year. We got to get ready. Hook it up. Gots to get ready. And finally, our psych ward this week by Tim Ungaje Stevens was Colossus, the newly juggernauted out Colossus. So that was an interesting one. Very cool. What else? Let's see. I was at E3 in LA last week. Where are you? I was. So Strami and I were recorded on Wednesday of last week, but we hadn't gone to a second day at E3, and we also hadn't gone to do some extra special video game stuff. So we went to E3, we saw more, we had great meetings, a lot of cool stuff coming up for Marvel Games. And on Friday, Strami and I went to a, a special video game summit where we got a walkthrough of a whole bunch of games coming up. We were there with Joe Casada, with TQ Jefferson, people who are heavily involved in the creative side of our games, seeing what's coming up for Marvel games. There's a lot of cool stuff that we're going to be doing with the Marvel gaming universe. So that's an actual thing several games tying into mm. to each other sort of like we have the marvel cinematic universe we have the marvel gaming universe i will expand on that more i will also talk more about marvel xp in the coming weeks and how important that will be to everything if you are a marvel video game fan a lot of cool stuff on the horizon for marvel games that i just can't talk about yet but san diego comic-con will be a great time to learn more and you know going on into this fall and everything so very exciting, really cool stuff, great developments, and I'm just flooded with stuff I have to do, so yay. Tomorrow, we have Michael K. Williams, who played Omar on the dramatic HBO television program, The Wire. Right. He's also been on Community and Boardwalk Empire, so we're all excited. Axel Alonso, our Marvel Comics editor-in-chief, actually came by my desk to make sure... It was frantic. Yeah, he was like, hey... You have to bring him by. Let me know so I can make sure no one's in my office at the time. So it was pretty great. Very exciting to have him. He's a Marvel fan. He was actually in The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Boom. Harlem Bystander. He played Harlem Bystander according to the IMDb's. So very cool. Uh, Also this week we had Diamond Select Toys fan poll number four. Blake, you want to talk about that? It is the last poll in this 10th anniversary. We have Madrox the Multiple Man, Mandroids... Warwolves, Stepford Cuckoos, Dire Wraith, Wraiths, Wraiths, thought so. Hammer Agents, Mindless Ones, and... Nova Corps Centurions. Yes. But this is a special theme one. This is the cannon fodder Yeah, division. like you will army building ones. Yeah. So, Not like, like individual characters. These are like you buy 30 of them. Yeah, it's actually a great idea. Yeah. I voted for the Mindless Ones and the Nova Centurions. I voted for Nova and Madrox, but I support... The mindless ones vote as well. I felt like there's a lot of cool options in this. The one. mindless ones are great because that gets me closer to my next wave set, that which been, I have no other building. figures for. Right, but it is one step closer. Yep. We all kind of agreed on this one. What? This round. 
Well, you and I did Nova and Madrox. Yeah. But neither did mindless ones. Yeah, but we half agreed. Okay. This time. Fair <laughs> enough. Also, talk a little bit about the new Squinkies. Well, they're amazing Spider-Man film-inspired Squinkies. There's a Spider-Man. There's Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. There's Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. There's Kurt Connors as the Lizard. Um, they look exactly like Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Very cool. And a lizard. Uh, the, squeakies, <laughs> the squeakies, if you didn't know, are these super deformed, tiny little, awesomely cute rubber toys. You can get a bunch of them in one of the pack or whatever, and it's very cool. They're, they're really great. Former producer of mine, Harry Go, for some reason had a bunch of them and dissected them. So it's really weird, and I have that memory in my head, but the squinkies are great. I have a ton of them at my desk. Um, so, yeah, we're psyched to get more of those. All right, we're going to kick it over to Strami for some news from his end. Hello, once again, This Week in Marvel listeners. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Strami back once again to talk a little bit about some news in Marvel TVs, movies, games, etc., etc. First up in games, we've been showing off some new character models for Marvel Heroes, our upcoming MMO that I am incredibly excited about. We showed off Scarlet Witch, as well as some alternate costumes for some of the Avengers. These are alternate costumes based on the movies, so you can now play as Black Widow, Iron Man, Hulk, Hawkeye, Thor, Captain America, I believe those are the six Avengers, in their Avengers movie costumes. Again, these are alternate costumes that you can play as with these characters. We've got the Scarlet Witch, as I said. We'll be bringing you even more Marvel heroes in the coming weeks as we sort of start to, you know, hopefully get closer to the game eventually, you know, being playable for everyone. I'm really excited for it. I've seen a little bit of gameplay action. I'm not entirely certain what the timeline for it all is, but I hope that I will get to play it soon because I am very, very excited for this and can't really wait much longer. Also, in games, we had a new Avengers Alliance behind the scenes video that takes you, well, behind the scenes of the making of Marvel Avengers Alliance, which is, of course, our Facebook game, which if you haven't checked out yet, what's wrong with you? Log on to your Facebook, look up Avengers Alliance, start playing. And moving over to TV, we announced that Ultimate Spider-Man will be getting a second season, which is very exciting news for all of you Ultimate Spider fans out there. This second season will feature a lot of guest stars, a lot of guest stars coming up, a lot of the Avengers will be guest starring, you know, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Captain America, you've already seen, well, you've already seen most of those actually in this season, but you'll get even more of them next season, you'll get some new menaces as well as returning menaces, so yeah, if you dig Ultimate Spider-Man, you have the entire second season to look forward to, and with that... I think that's pretty much it, once again. All right. So I will bid you adieu, or adieu, or adieu. I don't know. I don't know why I just tried to do that weird French accent right there. Meh. But, again, I send you off to Ryan and the many wise men in Marvel New York, and I will speak with you again next week 
faithful This Week in Marvel listeners. Until then. Thank you, Strami. All right, now we're going to go right into the onslaught of questions and comments. There, We have 50 pages of them, so nice. let's get through them. All right, again, if you want to tweet us your comments and questions, you can use the hashtag This Week in Marvel. You can also tweet to at Agent underscore M, at Ben J. Morse, at Blake Garris, and at Strami. And also Chubanza. Whatever, though. He's just an intern. So the first one is from Alan J. Wilkinson at Cassius335. This is a good one. Tweets, hashtag Avengers Alliance. Over the last few days, I've been resigned to the idea that I would... Continued and then to a link. So did did the person gathering the tweets not think to get the link and find out what more there was? He didn't gather the tweets this week. It's true. Thanks for proofreading them. He was though. sick. I thought that was a great way to kick off the, so, the question section. Awesome. A question that we can't answer. Great. To be continued. I will, it's uh, a cliffhanger. Ben, why don't you start with Jayhawker while Absolutely. I use my iPad to get Absolutely. some of this information. We have a whole deluge from at Jayhawker underscore 37, Alan Wilson, who started with This Week in Marvel, picks every issue of Executioner's Song, read first issue, and I'm already loving it. Can't wait for the rest. If we can turn one person on to Executioner's Song a week then we are doing a great service to this world. It's the 20th anniversary. We're all really excited. We want to get as many people reading Executioner's Song as possible. And you know what? That's an opportunity to... I don't remember the guy's name. The guy who told us yesterday, Ryan, that he was underwhelmed by Executioner's Song. To which I say, what else are you underwhelmed by, sir? Have you seen The Godfather Part 2 and you're just like, meh? Have you been to the Sistine Chapel and you're like, that's okay? I don't know how this guy can live with himself. Wait... So this is the guy's long tweet. Holy crap. It's, it's like it, a page. It's a blog post, essentially. Okay. Keep going with this. All I'm right. going to read this to yeah, try get and the, summarize get the, it. get the summary going. Another from at jhawker underscore 37. Thanks for answering my questions. I finally got myself caught up on all the podcasts. It's awesome. Keep it up. Thank you and you're welcome, jhawker. At jhawker underscore 37. How often does the Mighty Marvel podcast come out? That is, of course, our, wouldn't call it our sister podcast. I guess like our uncle podcast our grandfather podcast that the great jeff sutter the pioneer the godfather of marvel podcasts right it doesn't have really a regular publication schedule jeff's very busy whenever he's able to he loves doing those so there is no set answer for that but there's always muddy marvel podcasts being being cooked up jumping back to cassius 335's missive tome gigantic Mm. tweet message to us about avengers alliance he really is just saying that He found out that the Mockingbird special ops mission was not only extended in time, but also made easier because it was incredibly difficult. And I know how many people actually completed it. And I know how difficult it was for for most folks. So he was very happy and he has gotten his Mockingbird. It is a great day in the land of Facebook gaming that we were able to make some people happy. And it's good. Mockingbird's great. And also... I don't know if we all talked about it, but Black Panther is playable in Avengers Alliance now. Jumping back to at Jayhawker underscore 37. According to IMDb, there is to be a Deadpool movie out in 2014. Are the rumors true as it Balderdash? As we've said before on this podcast, unless you hear it from us, there are rumors in Balderdash. There's been no confirmation of that, so no, it's not true. Unless you see it on Marvel.com. Yep, don't trust IMDb. Yeah, I can put something on IMDb if I want to. I could say I Blake Garris, the movie, is coming out next week. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Another from at jhawker underscore 37 has there been any news releases about a second thor movie yes there is a second thor movie coming out in november 2013 yeah and uh we have been slowly publicizing on that so keep tuned to marvel.com for that as well yep i actually talked to 
Craig Kyle, who is the producer on that film, and he's gearing up for that real soon. Yeah. So between Iron Man 3, that's in production, Thor 2, which is going to production, then we're going to have Captain America 2, and then something else I can't talk some about. Some other stuff. So, good stuff, good stuff. At Jayhawker underscore 37. So I'm confused. Does Blake like compliments or not? I'm going to kick this one over to the man himself. Do I? That's what he's asking. Do I? Yeah, no, that's They that's can't the read your facial expressions, though. I don't think that would help. Yeah. I'm just leaving it open-ended. I don't... Do I? Do you yourself not know? Are you asking I, them? You know, good... I don't know. <laughs> You're a torn individual. Oh, the things Blake doesn't know about himself could fill a book. Yes. At jhawker underscore 37, I'm not quite sure I understand this one. If you could let one Marvel character's reality be real, which one would it be? I, I assume that means if one hero could be real or one character yeah. could be real, who would it be? I don't know. I like Spider-Man. I think he's pretty Spider-Man. great. And he fit best into our world. I'm trying to think. Who, 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 you just who want you? Nova. No, I wouldn't do Nova. Because <laughs> that opens That'd too many fun. doors. Because it's exactly. like, oh, then the Nova core and then all the crazy yeah. space. No, I think I'd want, so, I think I'd, yeah, I think I'd want someone great. You know what? I'd say it would be nice for us to have Captain America. We could always use a little positivity. PMA. All right. What's, what's your, why are you Spider-Man. shaking your head? It's they're Spider-Man? Right. He delivers pizza. They can't say they're <laughs> right. It's an opinion question. <laughs> I'm going to go with Blake on this one. Yeah. It's the first time for everything. Yeah. Final one from at Jayhawker underscore 37. When did the idea of AVX come about? How long was it in the making? Quite a while, actually, in one form or Two another. years? Well, oh, originally years. That's what I'm saying. We've, for years, yeah. we always hear, yeah, we're going to be doing something with the Avengers and the X-Men. Like the official, official, yeah, probably about two years. But, I mean, dating back further than that, it's been an idea that's been kicked around. Not officially, but, yeah, it's something I know particularly the guys working on it, the writers and the editors, have wanted to do, probably going back at least five years. Yeah. I think the specifics obviously came together in the last couple of years, but it's been a long time in the making. Yep. If you go very much like that. All right. At Brad the YM said, is the new Marvel game for the Wii U motion capture like on Xbox Connect? Thanks for the heads up. You know, I actually haven't played the Marvel event. Well, I haven't played Avengers Battle for Earth on Wii U yet on Xbox with Connect. It is indeed motion capture. What you do is displayed. Like, if you're playing as Hulk, you can put your arms out and then you like. He roars and goes like that, and then you can slam your your fist down, and he slams down and beats the crap out of people. It's really cool. On Wii U, I don't know that Wii U has motion capabilities like the Kinect or like even PS3 Move. You can use the Wii U controller, which is the regular Wii controller, for games on the Wii U. I assume you'll be able to use it with Battle for Earth. But the Wii U's really, like, the new thing about it is it has this gamepad, which is has an LED screen in it, and it's it's cool. I played a bunch of games at E3 using it, none of them being Avengers, but it's a really cool capability. When we have more information about Battle for Earth, we will definitely talk about it here. Another one from at Brad the YM. Which new ongoing comic coming in summer are you looking forward to the most? I'll answer it first. I'm going to go with Captain Marvel. I would answer the same. Uh, I think it's an awesome. Kelly Pseudoconic is fantastic. I'm waiting for her to get an ongoing comic for a long time. And yep. from everything she said, it's just a dynamite concept. Great character. Yep. Blakely? Uh, yeah, Gambit and Hawkeye. Gambit? Oh, Hawkeye would be really up, would be up, up there. there as well. Hawkeye's up there. Yeah, I don't know what other thing he's talking about. Captain Marvel's uh, still got the edge for me. 
Yeah, Chubanza. Tied between Captain Marvel and Extreme X Men. I was gonna say, I hope someone mentions Extreme X Men so we can get it out there. That's good. Because those are the four big ones I can think of. Yeah, those are gonna be great. All four or three, if you prefer, minus reality, are going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Another one from at Brad the YM. I still miss our two Ghost Riders. How can I lobby to have them return somehow? Take to the streets. Don't take digitally. To the streets. Go to conventions. Ask questions at panels. Twitter. Find the powers that be here at Marvel. That's the best way to campaign. They're going to be back. Yeah, they'll be back. It's really, it's like if someone has a good story that involves them, it'll get incorporated. Yeah, definitely. You know, don't be afraid to let everyone know you got this power of social media. Let people know that you miss those characters and you would like to see them back. Yeah. At the Brad Pinder says, what superpower from the Marvel Universe would benefit you most in your day-to-day lives? I always have the same answer for this one, so I'll let you guys. Which is what? Super speed. Super speed is always the best power. The ability to do everything fast means you can just get everything done quickly. And yeah, but not it. everything moves with the same speed that you would. Yeah, but I would like to get all my, number one, I'd be able to commute a lot faster, which is fantastic. I'd be able to get all my work done, and I'd be like, yo, I'm going home for the day. And then you'd say no, and then I'd do tomorrow's work, and it would eventually get tedious, but I'm still going to go with super speed. I would get teleportation. Yeah. It's better than super speed, because I could just be like... Boom, I'm over there. I could literally do the same thing with Super Speed, plus I can do other things quickly, too. All mm. you can do is go from one place to the other. Mm. Trumped. Blake? Super metabolism. <laughs> what, what you you just want to eat all day? Yep. <laughs> Look, I get that. Yeah, I understand. That would help in your day-to-day life. I guess, I guess. the healing factor would just be the yeah, best. That would be nice. Yeah. But in our day-to-day lives, how much do we really need a healing factor? Think of the things I can do with having a healing factor. No, I'm saying you could do, but I, I to this question. You don't know what I what I do when I'm in those you, meetings. I don't know what you get up to <laughs> on your own. I could see the benefits of super speed because super speed also makes you think faster. Exactly. But that's you know what? good answer. What? what? I would go with telekinesis. Why? You just, just want to be lazy. I could be lazy, and not only would I be able to fly because I'd be able to lift myself. Right. I wouldn't have to do anything in a room ever. Wow. So you'd just be a lazy slob. A sloth of a man. Yes. Very good. Sounds, sounds <laughs> great. You would fly off with your super speed. At the Brad Pinder. Uh-oh. This is bad news. I want to compliment Blake on despising being complimented. Good job, Blake. Wait, great see? job, Blake. Sorry. Bravo. I have no response to that. <laughs> Another one from at the Brad Pinder. In the Marvel Universe, who do you think has the most scars? Punisher? Wolverine? Deadpool? Nick Fury? Other? Well, I mean, Wolverine and Deadpool wouldn't have scars. Yeah, they Up would. until recently for Deadpool because they have healing factors. I think Punisher's a good bet. Yeah, Punisher. It's been through some stuff. Some stuff. Spidey, too. Spidey, Spidey would have a lot of scars. Yeah. If you're going by the uh, movies, as we all know, from when he takes his costume off, Ben Affleck is Daredevil. Had crazy scars all over the place. What are you staring at? Oh, what's his for, name? Blake? The guy who exploded in Civil War. Nitro? No, and then he, he put the uh, inner... Oh, oh penance. 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 Speedball. Right. Yeah. Does he still have all those scars? That he did he, at one point. Doesn't he still have that ability, though? He has both? Yeah, that's a good one. Blake, busting wow. out the mad knowledge. Yep. Good job. You can go home. See you guys. Blake's still here, gang. It's just a joke. At the Brad Pinder, just want to thank you guys for being so interactive with your fans. You're a great company, but we all love what you all do. Thanks, Thanks Brad. At the Brad Pinder, will there ever be a database dedicated to the stats of the beans of Marvel's movieverse? Interesting question. Very interesting I question. say maybe. Never say never. Mm-hmm. And if something like that comes together, we'll let you know. At Brian the Nerd tweets to Dreamy-Eyed, 
about something Punisher that and is Medusa. from last week. We were asked about what comics we would like to see happen, and she asked for a Punisher Medusa crossover comic. Keeping it safe. <laughs> All right. At Kate underscore Rowe tweets, Hey, this week in Marvel, thanks for making late nights in the lab enjoyable. That's what we're here for. Yeah, we are the best. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> So, yeah, she said we're all the best. That's really nice of her. What if she's in the Labrador Retriever? She's in... What? She's in the lab, man. Yeah. The lab... What? How do you know? This is not Inner Space. Inner Space. Inner Space is such a good movie. It is. Oh, my, so good. Oh my God. So good. I can't... I can't even... Good lord. Uh, Listen, let's move on. Yeah. At Cheap GN, uh, Max Beckman, our graphic novel specialist, answering a question we had last week about the Age of Apocalypse omnibus and why some of the more tangential stories were not in it, like X-Universe and some of the later books, said the tangential stories were omitted for page count to be included in a potential companion volume. Very cool. cool. Thanks for that answer, sir. And then, of course, his regular... Uh, collections for the week and again he says heavily that twim should go to ultimate spidey omnibus yep at immortal thor 99 tweets what other odd couple team-ups would you like to see since punisher medusa will be such a huge hit that is not happening i will make sure it doesn't happen other oddball odd couple team-ups we already had deadpool on cable which was like the classic I like when we toss Silver Surfer in with you know a down to earth character like anytime he teams up with spider-man I think it's fun but I want to see Silver Surfer and Deadpool. Has that ever happened? I don't think so. He was in Cable Deadpool, but he was interacting yeah, with Cable the whole time. I want to see Silver Surfer Deadpool. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Kitty Pride and Beta Ray Bill. There you go. That is inspired. That's sir. money right there. Well done. Printing money. Blake. I can't stop thinking of Punisher Spider Man. Punisher Spider Man? Hang out. Yeah. That's a good yeah. perpetual one, though. Yeah. I think you're still thinking about that Labrador. I'm thinking of inner space now. <laughs> Gladiator and Daredevil. Wow. Okay. Off the wall. Yeah. You guys are off the chain. Another one from Adam Mortal Thor ninety nine. Can we get a Nick Lowe Tom Brevoort podcast every week? They're hilarious. Let me guess. We'll see. That's not a we'll see. Yeah, no, that's we not going to happen. Do that every week. They're too <laughs> Those busy. poor guys are way too, too busy. busy. We're lucky we can get them every yeah. other week or so. But this would be a good time to mention we will be having another podcast with them next week as another issue of AVX comes out, so stay tuned for that one. Very good. Another one from Adam Mortal Thor 99 You guys should also start mentioning the variants for the books each week, too. Chris, do you know how long the podcast yeah. is already, man? That's a lot. Ask your local comic shop about the variants if you want to purchase variants. We have variants on lots of issues, so plenty out there, some lots of cool stuff, cool art appreciation or celebration variants. Another one from Adam Mortal Thor 99 Get the info and start mentioning the 99-cent digital comic sales on Mondays and Fridays on the app so we know what's out. I heard this earlier in the week. I think that's actually a good suggestion. Yeah. That may be something I, th- I think we will try to start doing that because certainly we would love to give you guys a yeah, sense of that. if we can get the info I'll ahead of time. talk to our digital comic sales guru, Jason Struss, and see how quickly he can get me that info. If not, I'll send Blake over to intimidate him. Good luck, you guys. Chris Vaughn, again, another one says, Hey, Strami, why for you canceling... I'm sure we're going to have a bunch of tweets about Avengers are Smitty's heroes. You know that. First of all, we should note that Strami didn't cancel. Yeah, Strami had nothing to do with it. He just, just sort works of there. works there. But we all love Avengers are Smitty's heroes. It's a great story. Avengers are Smitty's heroes was created a while ago. And I think it's a, it's great. It's long-form storytelling. But I think what we're going to do with Avengers Assemble is going to be really great and really smart and really bring in a younger audience that we want to see. 
these cartoons are for kids and we want them to be accessible, more accessible to kids. And this is me speaking. I've been watching a lot of Earth's Mightiest Heroes and a lot of Ultimate Spider-Man of late, catching up on everything on my DVR. And Ultimate Spider-Man is hilarious. It's fantastic. It's really fun, really fast, really great. I get a lot of stuff in it. I know for a fact kids are enjoying it. And I watch a lot of Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And while I love it, and I think the stories are crazy and great, it's a lot more difficult for a younger kid to get into the Ballad of Beta Ray Bill, which has, you know, like five minutes of a lot of, you know, exposition and talking and stuff that is great world building and cool, but it doesn't have the fast, punchy joke stuff that kids really want to see. So hopefully you guys will dig Avengers Assemble as well. And, you know, with Earth's Mightiest Heroes, we got two seasons out of it. Let's enjoy those two seasons. That's more than we got for Wolverine and the X-Men. It's more than the recent Thundercats series, which is great and done Mm. by one of our Marvel Animation writers and directors. You know, it's like celebrate the fact that we got two amazing seasons and let's move on and hopefully enjoy what's coming. Celebrate good times. Yeah. Come on. All right. (laughs) Another one from Adam Mortal, Thor 99. Any what-ifs this year? You can do Fear Itself, Spider Island, AVX, just to name a couple. We get this question all the time. I was going to say, I feel like a week doesn't go by where we don't get this question. Uh, There are no what-ifs currently scheduled for this year. But when we've done them, they've been done in December, so we don't have... They could still be coming. We don't have December information yet. Yeah, we will let you know when we know. Adam Mortal Thor 99 tweets, Avengers vs. X-Men fighting game, a la Marvel vs. Capcom, anyone? No information on that right now. The Avengers Battle for Earth is sort of like that, in a sense. It is a fighting game. It will have Avengers and X-Men characters. I mean, Magneto's in it, Wolverine's in it, Hulk's in it, Iron Man's in it. I mean, it's going to have a really cool cast of 20 Marvel characters, but I don't believe there's anything Marvel vs. Capcom-esque coming. Adam Thor 99 tweets, Kieran Gillen plus Kid Loki equals monthly gold. That's a good equation. Agreed. Yep. That's good, math. solid math. Another one from Chris Vaughn. Since we're getting Spider-Man now, any chance we'll see Avengers versus Ultimates? Never say never. Yeah. But I do think Spider-Man is, you know, kind of a unique project. They waited a long time for it. It's tied into Spider-Man's 50th anniversary. It's a great story and a story they waited a while to tell. So I don't see Avengers Ultimates in the near future. I do think you'll see some of the Ultimates in Spider-Man, which should be pretty cool. But I wouldn't hold your breath on Avengers Ultimates. Maybe someday. I'm sure someday... A story could come along, not definitely, but not something in the near future. I think, you know, we want to keep these special, not something that's happening all the time. And final one from Immortal Thor 99. Can we get an updated Marvel handbook for items, weapons, and technology? Haven't had one since the 1980s. Good suggestion. Yeah. I'm collecting a lot of Marvel handbooks. A lot of the Marvel handbook stuff gets... You know, come up every once in a while. So it's possible. Nothing, no information. Be cool to make sure that the uh, collections department knows about. We've got at Sensei Corey Kuhn, Corey Dacey coming up. Best X Men starting point is Days of Future Past. That's another question we were asked last week. I would disagree. I would totally disagree. That is incredibly tough to jump into if you have no idea who the X Men are. It's a great story. Oh, yeah. But that is set in an alternate future you've got, it's got all these time franklin richards you've yeah. got future like all these different disparate Very elements complicated if you're someone like anthony who you know knows everything you could probably pick up that story and be okay. yeah sort of a whiz kid yeah if, yeah if you will but you know I, I don't think that's a good new reader story so i'm gonna no. disagree with you sensei Corey. respect your opinion but disagree yeah also from sensei cory kuhn can we just hashtag twim no nope we have spent a long time building up this hashtag who are you to come along and tear it down yeah. Sensei Cory Kuhn. Sensei Cory Kuhn wasn't Extreme X Men Storm on a road trip. So that's in the Extreme. What? Why are you pointing at Was Anthony? She? Anthony? I 
I don't know. Did you not read Extreme X-Men? No, I haven't. <laughs> All right, I've read Extreme <laughs> X-Men. I don't think they... They traveled a lot. I wouldn't call it a road trip. Like, they went to Australia. They went to Madripoor. They went to Genosha at one point. So they went all over the place, but there's not a specific road trip issue with Storm and Blake. I mean, with Storm that I can recall. <laughs> Would have been cool. At Sensei, Corey Kuhn also says, can we get an enhanced podcast like Marvelicious Toy? Hmm. I know you can add images and stuff uh, to the podcast file. Yeah, you could do it in GarageBand. If you play around with it a little bit, you can find out. Blake um, has like just this furrowed brow right now. Yeah. I'm Confusion. wondering about this technology. Yeah, Marvelicious Toy says, I would so love that. Panels and covers as they talk, plus yeah. toys and con photos. I don't want to guarantee anything. Maybe we can test it with maybe our 50th episode, Diamond Platinum Gold Spectacular. Yeah, get excited for that one. Whatever that one is. The pictures you yeah. and I running on the beach, man. You that know, will con- be after out of, out of con- San Diego. Out of context, that really just sounds... Well, I know. That's in context, it sounds pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, I hear you. At Sensei Corey Kuhn, Blake is so badass, tigers drink his blood. Stop kissing up to Blake, yeah. everyone. Also, I think the only thing that would happen there is, yes, if Blake was stuck with a tiger, they would probably kill him and eat him. Yeah. So Wait, don't get stuck drinking my blood. Yeah, no, so you're right. I don't know how that makes you badass. You got mauled by a tiger. In a cool way. Not in a cool way. <laughs> you would be cowering going, oh, hey, y'all, stop, y'all. I'll All tell right. my secrets. Let's keep it going. At Sensei Cory Kuhn, saw a recent Steve Scross will be Spidey piece. Any plans for more? What was that from? He did a variant cover. I can't remember for what. I got nothing. You know what it was for? It was for Avengers X Sanction. Oh, right, And right, where right. they were fighting Cable. Yeah, yeah. You know, Steve's, I think he's a big wig in movies and animation these yeah. days. So, you know, if we can haul him back. He's so awesome. We'd love to, but no immediate plans. Yeah. At Sensei Cory Kuhn. In response to the question last week, who at the Marvel offices can wield Mjolnir, he says only Casada. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. Um, uh, Flo. That was our answer. Flo. Flo Steinberg would. Our answer she's was. She's got it. Our answer was Flo Steinberg. Good. And finally, from Ad Sensei Corey Kuhn, will the AVX Ultimate Edition include the one shot fights? I'm waiting patiently for my trade paperback. I don't know the specifics on the uh, Avengers vs. X Men collections yet. yeah we yeah. don't have that information yeah yet. Like, i mean avengers vs. x-men itself is a 12 issue series so i'm kind of yeah presuming tough. that verses will be collected separately but uh stay tuned yes at dj bochiccio tweets i've enjoyed the butchering of my name haha <laughs> <laughs> nice. it's pronounced bokeko oh well sounds, sounds like, like pinocchio pinocchio so bokikio okay really maybe yeah know. another one from dj bokikio a new look at AVX. What crossover would win? Ooh. Disassembled versus Extinction Agenda. Kree Scroll War versus Fall of the Shi'ar. I'm going to go with Extinction Agenda yeah. in the first one, just because that's vintage. But Kree Scroll War in the second one. So I give one to the X Men and one to the Avengers. Not just to make it even, just because that's legitimately what I believe. Yeah, what about The Crossing? versus Executioner Song. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why even say I set the it up first for a fall. Part? Why even say that? That's not even a diss on the crossing. You can't beat Executioner Song. I know. Another one from at DJ Bo Kikio. Great books and recommendations last week. I have to agree that Executioner Song is the best. Celebrate the 20th with DVD. I don't know what we would do with a DVD. I like the idea, though. Yeah. I don't know what the idea is, but I like it. I think maybe he's talking about like a motion comic. I don't think he is. No. I don't think he is, Anthony. I think you're completely wrong. Yeah. Another one from DJ Bo Kikio. Living on Ultimate Earth, when they had a bad day, it's a bad day. Has Ultimate or 616 character ever cross over to the other? Hey, so, Dan. Check out Spider-Man number one on sale this week for the answer. Cha-ching. 
And final one from Dan Bocchio is the Avengers Alliance Facebook game going to be available on the iPad or iPhone as an app? No information on that right now. There is some information about expanding Avengers Alliance possibly, but there's nothing locked down that I can talk about yet. At David Lirapina comments, awesome changes to Marvel subscriptions, although it still needs new mutants. Agree, David. We'll make a note. Yeah, so if you guys don't know, check out the new subscription site at the top of marvel.com. You can see a link to it and subscribe to your comics to make sure you get them. At Demox21, this ties into the last question, was wondering if there was a way to order comics straight from Marvel since my local comic shop will be out of business. Well, sorry about your local comic shop, number one, but as Ryan just noted, you can check out the new subscription service right on marvel.com. Ba-bam. At HWView, two words for AVX5. There's a lot of numbers and letters here. That's why yeah, I'm that's a... Uh, two words for AVX5. Holy expletive. Nice. Nice. All right. At Jman15393, or 15393 if you prefer, when should I jump on Daredevil's book? Number one. Yeah, start from the start. This is uh, one where you don't want to miss an issue. Yeah. And a second question from at Jman15393, can I join the Blake Brigade? Hashtag long live Blake. I hate this. This is getting out of control. I mean, sure. Hop on. <laughs> now, you, now you're taking them. If you could unequivocally shut down only one thing, and it's either the Punisher Medusa campaign that's going or the Blake Brigade, what would it be? Punisher Medusa. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> that needs to be stopped. Yeah. Blake will be his own downfall inevitably anyways. <laughs> yes. At Odie Darklord tweets, loving Stromy's laugh. Freaking awesome. I made yeah. Stromy laugh a bunch last week. It was yeah. great. Uh, we're going to loop that, actually. Yeah. We're just going to keep playing it. Oh, man. We were walking. I think I talked about it. We were walking down the street at E3. We were just laughing going to a party. And people were just, they basically just stopped yeah. in the middle of Los Angeles on Figueroa. And they were just looking at us. And it was That's great. fantastic. Yeah. And Thierry punched them. Yeah. At Odie Darklord tweets, what happened to the 2099 comics? Yeah, canceled years ago. Long time ago. We yeah, did do a 2099... Teacher... Uh, something. Yeah. yeah, we did a storyline with new issues yeah. and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of we stuff. We revisited them a couple times. They're in Exiles. They had yeah. a Marvel Knights deal. Yeah. We'll Spidey 2099 has shown up here and there. I know Blake Garris is a big fan of Spider-Man 2099. Mm-hmm. X-Men 2099 as well. X-Men 2099 was one of my jams right. when yep. I was a kid. Another one from that Doty Darklord. Yes, if y'all from Texas could only pick six current arcs, what would they be? And yes, six is an odd number, but five is overrated. So if you could only read six books right now, it's tough. It's tough. It's too hard. I mean, off the top of my head, I'll just rattle off. Sophie's choice: Daredevil, Uncanny X Force, New Mutants, Journey into Mystery, Uncanny X Men. And Amazing Spider-Man. That's just... But then I would be like, oh, Ultimate Spider-Man, the Ultimates. Um, Once you mention are actually probably the first yeah. six that would come to mind for me, too. That's yeah. interesting. I would just... Very interesting. Uncanny with Wolverine and the X-Men and New Mutants. Oh, uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, Spider-Man. yeah, because I haven't read it in a couple of weeks. It wasn't on the top of my head, but yeah, that's great. Blake doesn't read comics. We're going to keep going. At Odie Darklord tweets, love the almost two-hour podcast. You are not helping James Hartsfield. You are not helping. You know who doesn't love the almost two-hour podcast? Blake Garris. Ooh, then we need to do more two-hour podcasts. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Three-hour podcast. Uh, at Odie Darklord tweets, Spider-Man's greatest villain is Kingpin, followed by Carnage, maybe Adrian Tomes. Yeah, Ryan, I actually want to get your take on this because we were asked who Spider-Man's greatest villain was last week. Not even his greatest, who was our favorite Spider-Man villain. That's two completely different things, though. Yeah, so... Favorite? is the same one. <laughs> the, favorite is the Puma, obviously. The Puma? Obviously. Obviously. Greatest is Green Goblin. 
that's not a good question. I Kingpin agree. is Daredevil's greatest villain, but he's definitely yep. not. You got to measure what he's done to Spider-Man. Yeah, not much. Yeah, and that's it for at Odie Darklord at W Bandoy tweets to me and Dreamy Eye listening to this week in Marvel Thirty Two, looking to add Ben Blake and interns tweets into feed. Are there any show notes for the series? So, a couple things here. Yeah. If you want to add Ben, it's at Ben J Morse. Blake is at Blake Garris. The interns have various tweets. And show notes for every episode can be found on Marvel.com. We post a news story with links to everything that we talk about every week. You can find that in Marvel.com slash news slash comics. Several of us will tweet out the link every week. And you can always just check the hashtag, This Week in Marvel. You can check that search on Twitter. You can find every time we post right. a new we story. Always, we always link to the news story. We don't link directly to the podcast, obviously. Correct. So you can check so, that out. But if you're just getting us from Zoom or iTunes or what have you, thank you for listening nonetheless. Yes. The returning at Miss Marvel hey! Girl. She made a cameo last week. She's back again. Jen. Wait, I thought she was Captain Marvel Girl. She's back to Miss Marvel Girl. I don't know. Oh. I don't know what happened because she's been gone for so long. Jen, give us some answers. She's replying to you at Chad Nolan saying, why you know stop and wait for me? She had to catch up on the podcast and she's she's annoyed we didn't take a hiatus. You know, we thought about it. We didn't think about nope. it. Nope. Sorry, Jen. Sorry. You're important to us, but not that important. Can't stop, won't stop, no, 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 no. At Sergeant underscore Z, did you know Stan Lee's going to be at Heroes Online's Heroes Con this year? Charlotte, North Carolina. June 22nd through the 24th, worth a mention. Consider it mentioned. Yeah. You know what? That same weekend, I will be at the Roswell Comic Book Convention and Sci-Fi Movie Fun Bonanza in Roswell, New Mexico. So come and say hi to me. So Marvel fans, you have a choice. You can either see Stan Lee or you can see Ryan. (laughs) Choose wisely. I know what you're going to choose. Yeah. I've been to Heroes Con a couple of times. It's awesome. I've been once. It's great. It's a great show. I've never gotten to go. I'd like to go some year. Never. That was nice. At Clarinet Avelia J. Black Widow, Heart Emoticon, Smiley Face Emoticon. (laughs) Big Smiley Face Emoticon. Big Smiley Face Emoticon. Hashtag The Avengers. Hashtag Black Widow. Hashtag This Week in Marvel. Blake? Enough said. Yeah. At JessieB83. I'm really hoping that the new This Week in Marvel comes out soon. I need it for my Thursday Night Ritual. Well, presumably it did. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did it. Another dream fulfilled. At Josh the Bad Guy. Hey, guys, now that the Punisher has a beard, which other Marvel characters would you like to see grow beards? Hmm. Peter Parker. Hmm. No, because then he'd just be Kane, Kane from the old days. Yeah. Silver Surfer. That's my answer. Silver Surfer uh, with a beard would be the greatest thing Surfer ever. Silver beard. I liked Thing's beard in that fast-forward issue of Fantastic Namor would look good with one. Namor would look good with anything, Ben. Yeah, it's true. Galactus with a beard. I was thinking that, too. That'd be good. Blake's just stroking his mustache hypnotically. I want to see your beard continue to grow. Well, that's not going to happen because I'm shaving it tonight. Wait, Modoc with a beard? I like him completely shorn. Just the way he is. Nice and and smooth. At Luis Velasquez retweeted, just retweeted us saying to (laughs) download. Thanks for the RT, Luis. We appreciate that. Thank you. Comics Dude One tweets: Just finished reading AVX number five, and all I have to say is, "What the?" AVX number five is getting a lot of a lot of heat. It was a really good issue, and yeah. I can't wait for you guys to see AVX six. number six. The art alone is sick. It's a exercise issue by Bananarama. Yeah, by Hickman and Quapel, and it's just nuts. Yeah. At Comics Dude One also tweets: Was the armor mech used by Tony in 
AVX number five named. If not, I think it's only natural to call it the Phoenix Buster armor. I know around the office it's referred to we, as the uh, Phoenix Killer armor. Yeah. But I don't know if I can't remember if that actually made it. I don't think issue. it's named in the issue. No, but internally we've been see a little behind the scenes for you. We we call it the Phoenix Killer armor. Yeah, bring it up with Tom and, yeah. and Nick. Yeah, I'll bring it up. I'll try to bring it up with them when we record. Yeah. At Comics Dude One also tweets Best panel of AVX number five, Cap blocking Cyclops' optic blast with the shield as Wolverine leaps and claws at Cyclops. Damn, Cyclops. Damn. It's rough being Cyclops. Yeah. When he's fighting all these dudes. Yep, another one from Lucas. Still recovering from reading AVX number five. Haven't calmed down enough to ready myself for more from my pull list. All right, his that's his Twitter of the AVX week. Number, there's just this saga of him reading AVX number five and then recovering. I'd be curious on the timestamps on these to see if this lasted like days or yeah. what happened. And then final one from Lucas Lucas. Does the current arc in Invincible Iron Man chronologically take place before AVX? Wait till the end of the arc, and then hopefully I'll have a better indication. But don't want to answer that quite yet. There you go. At Panos SW asks, Hello, Marvel fan from Sweden. I was wondering what is the deal with annuals? How do they work in the main storyline? Curious. Annuals have fulfilled many different functions over the years. Usually they're just kind of special one-shot extra stories that don't fit into the regular series. Sometimes they'll conclude a big storyline. Like I remember a few years ago, uh, there's a big chapter in the Hood storyline in a New Avengers annual. Back when we were kids, we used to have crossovers in all the annuals. So you have something like Atlantis Attacks running across all the annuals. But really, there is no specific deal per se. It's just an extra, usually exercise issue of your favorite series. At Sir Besto tweets to Ryan at Groovy Bruce. Which is Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell at CM Punk and at Marvel. Any chance of a .5 episode of This Week in Marvel with Bruce and or Punk? This, we, I think, spins out of the fact that they were... Hanging out together yeah, at Wizard World. At, the, at, at Wizard World. Yeah. I think they were also at the USA upfronts together. The thing that I posted about was yeah. them at Wizard World, because yeah. they also saw... CM Punk like got to meet Bruce Campbell, and then he also did something and met Stanley and Chris yeah. Hemsworth, and he took photos. <laughs> you could see on his face he was like losing his mind. He was geeking out. We'd love to get both or uh, either one of them on the yeah. podcast. I think we could probably get... I don't know about Bruce Campbell. I think we could get CM Punk. Yeah. I feel like we talked to those guys enough. Yeah. At Sir Besto, do you know if Wolverine number 310 will come with any variants? Yes, it will. Don't know the specifics off the top of my head, but I think every issue of the Sabretooth Reborn storyline will have at least one variant. So you can look forward to that. T-Bear220, just finished This Week in Marvel with at Blake Garris. Oh my god, I felt like I was listening to the Golf Channel in a southern accent. Obviously this man, his occupation is he's a comedian. <laughs> Good luck with that. I hope all your dreams come true. Ooh, all right. Yikes. Ad Hawkeye tweets, Really wanting to get into Daredevil and Doctor Strange, what would you recommend for the best comics? For Daredevil, I would just start with number one of the current Daredevil series. It yep. gives you everything you need to know about Daredevil. There's been tons of great Daredevil comics. The previous series, you could start from number one as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for a little bit more immediacy go with the current daredevil series doctor strange i would go with brian k vaughn's doctor strange the oath series yeah. that is hands down one of my favorite comics and also mark wade's strange, strange. from a couple of years back tease up kind of his his, his status, status quo yep at hawkeye up tweets who would come up on top between daredevil and black panther in a fight i would probably lean towards black panther in the long run I'd pick black panther easily yeah not even, not even it would be a good battle, but I think Panther would take it. Yeah, Black Panther's been training for this, you know, his whole life. Yep. At Hawkeye Up tweets, If you had your way, what heroes would you like to see in the next Avengers film or get their own solo film? We're not going to answer this, 
because we are privy to information and it's just not fair to try and speak in any sort of way. It's just, I could tell you what could be coming. No, you just, can't tell them. Yeah, no, I won't. You can't. I won't. You shan't. No. At Hawkeyeuck tweets, I would like to hear Blake do a British accent to see if he can become an honorary Brit since you guys don't want him. So is that the whole country doesn't want him? You mean to do it? Yeah. Do it. Hello, beans and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so Boston and England are the same. Every culture loves beans and cheese. I can't deny that. Yeah, I guess it's hard to argue. Hello, beans and cheese. We need accent lessons from Karen Gillan and oh, yeah. Abnett and Lanning. Or maybe Blake can give them accent lessons because <laughs> yeah. he's so good. He's so good. All right, the last one from at Hugayuk tweets, Has my giant Q-tip and leotard ready leotard. for the... Best of British Gladiator Showdown. We determine the best way for Hawkeye Yuck and uh, Dirty Lash to settle who is the greatest British fan of This Week in Marvel is for them to do the duel, the joust. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. American Gladiator. Yes, so agreed. For that. Agreed. At QY underscore Hulk up, would Storm's power work on the moon? It has before in the past. She can manipulate you know, cosmic storms the same way she can manipulate normal storms. It's a little hard to grasp and grab, but, you know, this, some of the same elements still exist out in space. So she's done that before. At QI underscore Hulk up. Worst X-Man Forge? What about Beak, Cypher, or Banshee? Banshee? Cypher? Banshee. Banshee. Cypher. Quincy, you wound us. Yes. With your <laughs> base accusations. And again, let me reemphasize... Forge is not the worst X-Man just because he has bad powers or anything like that. He actually has cool powers and, you know, his personality is whatever. It's that he has cost them the most. I said this to Ryan when he got back when we were talking about it. He got every X-Man killed during Fall of the Mutants. He let Bishop escape to the future to chase after Hope. He tried to destroy the world last time we saw him. He is terrible at being an X-Man. He should just live in his little place in Texas and... Make doodads. Doodads. At QI underscore Hulk up. Talk about hero clicks more. Do we talk about hero clicks at all? We don't get a lot of information from no. Upper Deck about hero clicks. Every once in a while we'll get some stuff. We'll report when there's more. They, I think believe they have some cool tablet thing happening soon. But I mean, hero clicks has been around for a bunch of years. I have a bunch of them in my desk to give to guests every now and then when they come by the office. They're cool. They're big. At Randall Wood AU. Resident Aussie, I like it. Congratulations, you are you are he continues to be our resident Aussie. Good job. Ever since that boom slang reference, <laughs> yeah, he's wins. And also from at Randall Wood AU, Magneto was looking for a teleporter to get to the moon to back up Hope and Uncanny X Men. Where is Australian Mutant Gateway? Who knows? He showed up recently. He was an X Force. Yeah. When they fought the Reavers in that point one issue. So he's around. Yeah. But I don't think Magneto has him on his speed dial. Yeah. So he probably would not. He probably he wasn't part of that crew that hung out with Gateway, was he? Magneto? Yeah. No, because that was the Australian Outback yeah. team. So that was just like. Dazzler, Wolverine, Shylock, Longshot, Rogue, Colossus. Not Magneto. Not Mags. Not Magneto. Madeline Pryor. <laughs> at Rev Gemlin tweets, Mockingbird unlocked at Avengers Alliance. Good job, Robert. Another one from at Rev Gemlin. Question. There is a gap in the Marvel digital app list for FF. Is there any word on when issue 6 through 11 will be up? No word specifically, but I'm sure we will get those up at some point. Another one. Metal from Avengers Academy has no eyelids, right? The survival of his eyeballs being part of his powers? He has no skin, so correct. He has no eyelids, and... 
Yes, somehow his eyeballs are still intact. You should tweet to at Christos Gage That's a great question. to find a little bit to get a little bit of the science behind that because I would love to know that as well. At the Ninja nineteen ninety one tweets thinking about changing my name on Twitter to Ninja Vanish nineteen ninety one. What do you think? No, keep it yeah, the no. Ninja, Ninja nineteen ninety one. That's perfect. That is finality that you say you are the ninja from 1991 ninja yeah. vanished 1991 is like mean? oh what? you're gone so somebody else could take the ninja 1991 from you yeah so yeah. don't that's, do that roman that's, that's one of my favorite twitter names or yes. tweeter names if you prefer yes and then a weird one from at the ninja 1991 says was great your female guest makes me feel like i'm in a job interview but then i realized that she is talking about marvel it's a real is that about Jana? i think so. Jana. we also had Kristen on last week oh uh, right did we right. have rachel last week no we had anthony again I mean, we had Anthony again. Yay. We had, yeah, we had two ladies on the podcast last week, so I don't know which one he's referring to, and also I don't really know what he's referring to. I think your no. voice is very manly, Anthony. I disagree. At Ryan Wolf Putney, I was really happy to find out you guys are fans of WWE. How many tweets do I need to send before I can get a theme song? Tweets asking for a theme song generally don't result in a theme song. Yeah. We have to decide. Five twim demerits for asking for a theme song. Yeah, the stuff you ask for doesn't usually get done, so... Just keep tweet. At Ryan Wolf Putney, Elektra is my favorite female Marvel character. Who is your favorite female character? I got a bunch. It's like Jubilee I love. Carol Danvers Mm -hmm. probably is really definitely up there. Sue Storm is awesome. I like a lot of the X-Men. A lot of of the female X-Men. I'm a big fan of Rogue. Big fan of Storm. Storm is great. Uh, Yeah, I love Storm. Psylocke as well. I, too, echo the Carol Danvers love. I like Namorita and Firestar. I was a new Warriors fan growing up. I think, actually, another one of my favorites from when I was a kid, but she's still great now, is uh, formerly Siren, who is now Banshee. Yes. I think she's one of the great underrated female characters we've got. But you don't like female characters, right? I'm warming up to (laughs) She-Hulk. I'm sure she's thrilled. I'll go with Nomad. 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 Gotta be that guy. Girl without a word. Comes out of nowhere (laughs) with that one. All right. At Ryan Wolf Putney, can't remember if it's Agent M or Ben J. Morse who hates Gambit. Pretty sure it is Ben. <laughs> why do you hate Gambit? Tell the fans why you, you hate been, Gambit, You've been ben. listening pretty closely. I don't really hate Gambit. I just empathize with my friend Ryan. So, you know, I just, I don't know, I can't even keep this up. I like Gambit. I think Gambit's fine. Ryan's the one who hates Gambit. He's a tosser. Let's go. Yeah. At Ryan Wolf Putney, do you know if Daredevil or Elektra may be appearing in Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes episodes in the future? Yeah, I don't I don't have any information on that. I'm trying to rack my brain. I've seen images and synopsis from upcoming episodes. I don't recall any Daredevil or Elektra stuff. Yeah, which doesn't mean it's out of the question because there's mm-hmm. random appearances, but nothing I can think of. At Ryan Wolf Putney, which female Marvel character do you guys think your wives are most like? Anthony? Your wife. That's Sorry. a lie. <laughs> Anthony is married and has three kids. Mm-hmm. For me... I would have to say I know that my wife identifies with both Molly from The Runaways and Pixie because she considers herself, you know, eternally young. I'd agree. So one of one of those two. And my wife's favorite is Captain Marvel, is Carol Danvers. I don't think we have any ethnomusicologist slash college professor slash bassist slash proofreader types. She Hulk. Yeah, She Hulk. No. She's most like She Hulk. Done. <laughs> At Ryan Wolf Putney, a couple more. On the first or second episode, on the first or second episode, that's going way, way back. You guys said Spider-Man is the greatest superhero ever. Not disagreeing, but why do you say that? He's different than any other character. He really changed the game when it came to superheroes. Before that, you always had the infallible, oh, I would love to be like that guy because his life is perfect superheroes. Spider-Man changed everything. He's a relatable character. He's like you or I. He has flaws. He has failings. It just... 
a revolutionary character, and that's why I think we consider him the best ever. He struggles. He succeeds against all odds. Sometimes he doesn't. And yeah, I mean, you got to read a lot of Spider-Man comics and see it mm-hmm. in every single way. He's, Spidey's the best. Last one from at Ryan Wolf Putney. Is there a way for me to make a blog on my profile on HTTP backslash? Why don't I just say marvel.com? Is there a way for me to make a blog on my profile on marvel.com? If so, how? No. No, that's Sorry. just for us. Just staff. For staff members. Yep. At Simon Sebs tweets, checking out other comic sites and podcasts. Some say they don't like AVX. What would you say to convince these people? I wouldn't even bother with those people. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a matter of you know no, trying just, to convince people. It's yeah. just everybody has opinions, and if they don't like it, they don't like it. That's yep. fine. The product speaks for itself. Yeah. Now you're entitled to your opinion. Much as Blake would like to believe otherwise. At Simon Sebs tweets, What is your favorite storyline involving the Green Hulk? Peter David was my favorite. Yeah, there's Green so many Hulk Peter David. One, but my, I can't do, the the yeah. Future Imperfect is Future so good. It was great. There were so many. I consider like his whole run to really be one ongoing storyline, though. So I really liked a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Know? At Simon Sebs, what are your feelings about retconning? Retconning being a sort of, you know, changing the past for a current storyline. If it works... Great. It's like yeah. any other storytelling tool. It's the same as, you know, people say, what do we think about deaths in comics or resurrections? If they're done well, yeah. they're great. If they're done poorly, then I don't like them. I consider a retcon the same as a crossover or a guest appearance. It's just another tool in the uh, writer-editor handbag. Yeah, and usually stuff won't get retconned lightly. Right. You know, it's got to serve a bigger purpose, and it's got to be done with importance and have some weight to it. And that's what, you know, when it's done that way, then yes, it's fine. And another one from at Simon Sebs. What is your favorite version of Iron Man's armor? Mine's the classic, I guess, late 70s, 80s, red and gold one where he has the big discs the on the discs? side. Yeah, hip knew you were going to say that's, that. That's the one for me. What I about roller skates? Roller skates, optional. Nose? No nose. No nose. No nose. Okay. They're all good. I mean, current <laughs> armor is really cool. Lots of armors. It's hard to pick just one. At Simon Sebs, another one says, Add Avengers EMH to the long list, along with Wolverine and the X-Men, Spectacular Spider-Man, Gone Too Soon. Again, Spectacular Spider-Man, got a couple seasons out of. Avengers vs. Mighty's Heroes, you got a couple seasons out of. It's better that we got more than a lot of these other shows, and it's good. They did what they did. These shows should have a, a great purpose of bringing in fans in new ways. As much as I love these shows, Wolverine and the X-Men and Avengers vs. Mighty's Heroes, I think Ultimate Spider-Man and Avengers Assemble will do that in a much better way. At Simon Seb says, Are there any plans for a box set of Avengers vs. Mighty's Heroes? There are no plans that I know of. That's not to say that plans could come up, but there's nothing yet. Season 2 is still being rolled out, so you never know. At Dirty Lash, with a series we'll get started on right here, you have to get at Stromy on This Week in Marvel Live every week. His laugh is amazeballs, hashtag Stromy Trooper. I wish we could fly Stromy in on a helicopter every week for the show. Yeah. And then immediately fly him back. Yep. Unfortunately, no, it's just a lot to coordinate. He's very busy out on the West Coast. Yeah. The times sometimes don't work. The technology sometimes don't work. But I think we're going to try to have him on Once you know, for special occasions. Yes. When we hit Podcast 50, I think we should have him on. Celebration. At Dirty Lash, is there anywhere I can find a map of the Marvel Universe? Really want to know where places like Latveria and Wakanda are. Do you remember what we did? We did ago? a handbook yeah. that yeah, was about Atlas. locations. Yeah, the Marvel Atlas. Yeah. yeah. Track down the Marvel Atlas. It was really cool. It had maps, but also like gave the histories of every country yeah. and location. I wish we would do that more. That was yeah. a lot of fun. At Dirty Lash, I will get my spandex on. You get your foam fingers ready to watch the battle for This Week in Marvel UK number one fan. Again... That joust is coming up. We should find a venue for it. Yeah. We should use Wembley Arena. 
wherever Davy Boy Smith beat uh, Bret Hart. Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium. Yeah. The arena being the smaller version, I'm sure. <laughs> At Dirty Lash, letting me know we had American Gladiators over here, but it was just called Gladiators. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. I'm glad you guys weren't deprived. At Dirty Lash, tweeting to Ungage, I think you need to do a psych ward with At Blake Garris. I worry about him. He makes Moon Knight seem sane. I agree. <laughs> Fair enough. At Dirty Lash, I have some extra pounds, not weight, but money, to add another comic to my list, but what do I get? Avengers Academy because I love Butterball and Pym, Journey into Mystery because of Kieran Gillen and Kid Loki, New Mutants because Agent M loves them, Venom because of Venom and seeing another side of Spidey Universe, or Scarlet Spider for same reason and Kane. I don't think you can go wrong with any of those. Those are no. all good books. I think I replied directly and I said... Yeah. New Mutants. My personal recommendation, I think out of those, I really like Journey into Mystery. But yeah, I, mean, I really think any one of those. Win-win. At Smoony tweets, I'm really hoping that Tom Hiddleston's alternate Loki performance makes the special features of the Avengers DVDs. I'd like to see that. Hashtag Alan Rickman. That'd be cool. I don't know that it will. Probably won't. Big swath of Ungaji. Oh Tim boy. Stevens coming up. Take us home. Ungaji tweets, Strami should forever be speaking in his quote-unquote guy reacting to a rhino that represents a Marvel Studios voice. I don't remember what the context of that was. It was something we were probably doing it late. Anyway, Ngaji tweets, To stand up for This Week in Marvel East Coast, if only one coast, not both, covered the books and trade paperbacks, the podcast would have run approximately standard length. I'm not true. <laughs> yeah, you, this is going to be longer than last one. <laughs> uh, a lot of questions this week. At Ungaji, however, I was glad for the dual coast coverage. Made washing all those baby bottles seem more like a good time, so thanks. You're welcome, Tim. That's for Tim uh, sells babies on the black market. That's what he does. Got to wash a lot of baby bottles. Yep. More from Mungaji. I'm not sure why Blake Garris gets such a hard time from being hostile. He seems classy to me. On the other hand, it's Agent M who's always annoyed to hear from me on the podcast. Go to hell, Tim Stevens. (laughs) New best friend. (laughs) Yes. More from Mungaji. Was this Dreamy Eyed's first appearance on the podcast? In any case, it was delightful. I believe so. I can't remember another one. At Mungaji's final tweet, Mungaji is not Espanol for the goat, as Ben J. Morse knows, despite pretending otherwise. It is a mutation of my middle name. I don't know who told him that, but it is definitely Spanish for El Goat. I'm pretty sure the goat is just trying to cover it up yeah. here. Finishing T- things up, at Tom underscore Shenerman, in your opinion, which two quote-unquote supers have the most complimentary powers? Do we call them supers? Nope. We ever heroes. Superheroes. Superheroes have the most complimentary powers? Man, that's a tough one, and this is like the second to last question of the podcast. Cloak and dagger. There you go. Anthony Chanza, cloak and dagger. Boom. Good one, Anthony. I like yeah. it. I feel like it would be someone like Havoc and Bishop. Because then Havoc can oh, load him great. up, and then Bishop can let it loose. Be so cool. there you go. And pretty much any energy person than Bishop. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of who's the most powerful energy wielder. Havoc's definitely yeah. up there. And finally, at Wolvie Tat, Snicked Bub, going back to this debatable pronunciation of I said snicked last week, but I accidentally said snick at one point, and then I said, oh, my apologies, snicked. We all know it's snick. You've brought ruin to this family. We're going to end the end of this podcast. Yeah. Jana said snick it. She said snick it? She did say snick it. That was the whole thing. I said snick. Banned from the podcast. I said snick, and then I said, oh, I'm sorry, snicked. And then she said, I thought it was pronounced snick it, and I said, no, it's snicked. And she's been giving me a hard time because I said snick. I said, yes, but I corrected myself immediately. You're still insisting that it's Snicket. I leave for a week and things thing. go out the window. It's like, crazy. Like, let that happen. Cats and dogs living together. 56. 
All right, not bad. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to interns Anthony, Rachel, and Kristen for doing all the the back work for this. Thank you to Blake for just sitting there most of the podcast. Thank you to Ben. Thank you to Strami. Thank you to all the listeners for being awesome and making this podcast so long with your great questions and comments. It's a labor of love for us, and we're happy to have you guys excited about all this stuff. We will be back in a couple days. This is Marvel, your universe. Thank you.